it sounded like um, James Earl Jones. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Hello and welcome. Special edition of Bowl After Bowl, Bowls with Buds. It is Saturday, February 20th, 2021. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I am Dame DeLorean. And joining us... Is Sir Seat Sitter of Abs in a Six Pack. Welcome. Thanks. Did, did you guys plan this episode to be exactly two months before 420? No. So it's like four minus six minus two, 420. It is. I'm per- not good at math. It just perfectly lines up like that, doesn't it? Okay. I love it. To the day. Two stars were aligned. 420, 628, 20. Who do we appreciate? 20. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate you. Well, thanks you. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was under the impression, uh, I I probably was high, I don't know, or at least a little drunk or something back there, but when you had uh, John and Carolyn on, like, I was under the impression for a while after that, I may, maybe I missed the premise of the show, but I was under the impression that Bulls with Buds was just a collaboration between Bull After Bull and Hog Story, and that it would always be that. Oh, no. Bull, uh, so Bulls with Buds was what we decided to, like be able to have guests on under it's like right. a slightly yeah i realized that later yeah. <laughs> it's like a slightly different format because we were like you know in the old bowl after bowls when we did i don't know we did like the first 26 or something mm, yeah 20 or so in 2014 and 15 and right. uh, a lot of those have guests or uh, at first it was just me talking to other people and then it was me and Lorian starting at like seven or eight Somewhere in there. And uh, when we resurrected it and started doing them in this like weekly format, we've kind of got a flow and a groove to that we were just like, well, let's see, we could talk to people by, you know, recording a conversation and then playing that on top of our show or in the show somewhere. Or we could, we just figured, you know, it's, it's probably better just to hang out with somebody. And have the whole show with just them, and then we don't have to like do our regular segments and all of that. Um, we don't necessarily have to play voicemails either, although it's possible. It's on the table if people want to leave them. But we do love your voicemail clip, your <laughs> uh, voicemail cover that you made for us. It's I gotta a, make. I gotta remake that. It's an absolute. I kind of cringe every time I hear it. I'll be honest. Oh, do you? Aww. I mean. <laughs> Six zero seven three six six three and the play of I'm sorry. <laughs> Smash uh, into the droves behind me here. Well, that because that was from that was a like little that's like a little piece of like a six minute mix I made for our dream episode. You remember that i do yeah i cut it out of that right yeah because that was like i made a mix for the end of that episode it's like specifically for our dream episode and yep. like the lyrics before that were like i had a wet dream last night it was real wet and long or no i had a dream <laughs> last night it was real wet and long i 
can't remember. It's been oh, forever. I remember. It's something like, I had yeah. a dream last night. It was real wet and long. A dream that you called and left a voicemail for bowl after bowl. Oh, that's right. And then it, and then it leads into that. I just needed yeah. something that was like <laughs> short enough to just nail on every uh, show. I mean, it a, works. A prompt I, to call it's, in. Uh, it was it, so I, I can do be- I can do better. I know. I'll have to work on that. I believe it. I believe it. You are a talented fella. Well, um, let's not get crazy here. Congrats, by the way, and uh, that was very cool. Your your interview with uh, David Ike that played after the last uh, No Agenda on the street. Make it till you make it, man. That's. <laughs> I'm just kind of surprised that happened myself. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing about putting a line out. Sometimes you get a bite, and you're, I know, like persistent with reaching out to different people to have on your show, and that's why you have a lot of people on your show. Surprise! It's been. Uh... I mean, it's worked more than I thought it would. I think I have like a seventy-five percent success rate or something. That's pretty like, good. But I, but I also don't ask people that I know I can't get. So if I did, then yeah, then well, that number would be a lot lower. But I think the the common one of the more common denominators is you just talk to people who are independent, right? Who you can like message the actual person who's going to be on the show, and they can tell you whether right. or not they're going to come on your show. You're not like right. Well, yeah. In that case, I was talking to like filter. Or... I had to talk to Ike's secretary. In that case, interesting. That's cool. It's usually like it, it's usually like okay, this person has a website. Um, it, it, well, it's sometimes like I know somebody who knows somebody, but it's usually like okay, this person has a website. Sure. Here's their contact info or their media like booking email address, and then you just go from there and try to like bullshit your. I mean, not necessarily bullshit your way to get into it, but you'd be like. Hey, big fan, would love to talk to you, blah, blah, sure. blah. But yeah, kidding. I mean, that Ike, that Ike thing was crazy, and I was also, like, I loved that Adam played the clip from it, but then, because I sent, I sent Adam, like, three <laughs> three clips from the show. I think he played one or two. He played, like, one and a half of them, and Dvorak was immediately like, oh, it's bunk, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds like the Dvorak I know. None of this is good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, because it, it's it's weird. Like Dvorak's like, oh yeah, the virus was made in a lab, but he's he's not willing to go the the step, the extra step to say that like it doesn't even exist. Right. Well, it's like there's such a fine line too. But I mean, that's a huge tell. The flu numbers being at like <laughs> under two hundred or something, and right. compared to like you know like over four hundred thousand where they're usually at. Just like oh, but this year we had not even two hundred. <laughs> Hooray! It's a miracle, you guys. We did it. There's no flu. <laughs> like, it just—it still boggles my mind just how like out of touch and uh, incapable of critical thinking just regular normal people are. Yeah. It it just kind of it almost frightens me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's like I mean, Tennessee is a pretty like you know it's Trump country yeah and there's still same here i think they went like 78 most, trump but see i right, live in like kansas most, city but, which did not go 78 percent trump right well, and not to tie trump to covid but it, it, you, there's you i mean it's hard to deny that there's like the mask thing is totally political so right there's it's crazy how many people just around me are like hook line and sinker with this covid shit man like they just are all in on like oh man did saw... you actually did did you guys watch, uh, I don't know if you even know who he is, Theo Vaughn? Do you listen mm-hmm. to his podcast or watch it? I have not. Okay, you know who Jim Brewer is from like Half-Baked and yeah. Saturday Night Live and all that? Mm-hmm. Dude, he was on there the other day. 
he was on there the other day and uh it was glorious like i was i hadn't heard it till today at work so i had to like timestamp some stuff and pulled a few clips from that but if you he <laughs> he went on a wear your mask rant that i thought was just fantastic it just makes me so happy that people um that comedians not all of them not many of them but yeah. some of them are calling this shit out and when i heard jim is it is can i play this jim yeah. guru rant real quick absolutely this made me so happy i heard it today at work for the you, first you're time. not gonna stop that right that's the will of humanity you can't stop us from being social as though they're doing their darndest yeah whoever they are <laughs> but they're doing a they're doing everything they can to scare the living life out of you to to try to convince you that you are capable of murdering your grandmother <laughs> and feeling guilty about about hugging people and being with one another to me that's that's the cult. It's fucking dark. Oh, you know, yeah. they point fit. That's the real cult. The ones that are going, you know, are you ready to live your life knowing you killed your grandmother? Yeah. <laughs> You're the cult. You're the problem. That stems from pure dark. There's nothing good about that. Yeah. We're only here one time. We need to hug. Yeah. We need to see smiles. We need to touch. That's humanity. You take that away, it's over. Yeah, if it's you take that away, what's the point? I'm just here. I'm just a, you know, I'm a piece of a video game that can't even really play. You know? And that's what they want. And people fall for it. Hook, line, say they, they watch the news like this. Ugh, like a parakeet. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the numbers are going up. The numbers are going oh, up. Oh, God, I know. The numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Oh, my God. Get back in your cage. <laughs> get back in your cage. Get back in fucking love that. Polly want to smack her, bro. Uh, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But yeah, man, dude, that it literally like that. By the way, I, that whole episode was good. It wasn't all about COVID, but like, dude, Jim, Jim Brewer makes me so happy because I like I hadn't been following him for a minute. I heard that whole podcast and I was like, this dude is fucking speaking. Like Rogan is a pussy compared to like people like Dylan and Brewer. Oh, and, definitely. I mean, Rogan, Rogan's pulled everyone with kid gloves since as long as i've listened to him for sure he'll uh you know he'll talk about I doing well. drugs and stuff but even even when he's ta talking about dmt and ayahuasca that shit is like that was right around the time when like you know fucking journalists were flying to peru and doing the ayahuasca or all that shit yeah he had like amber lion and yeah. all that back in the day yeah it was but like actually, it was like the trendy like edgy side of mainstream to go down and do that shit you know like vice right i did like ike's ayahuasca story but yeah it was like a i mean it became like a yeah definitely a trendy thing to do and there was a lot of cults and uh quote-unquote churches that formed around the whole go to peru thing that was kind of weird but i mean i don't know i remember rogan like i was listening to him back when god this must have been nine years ago or something it was like yeah. the first podcast i ever like actually listened to same yeah uh, but and it was you know he was in his first hundred episodes and I mean there's a reason like when <laughs> Bernie endorsed I mean sorry when Ro Rogan endorsed Bernie like this clips mashup that Media Matters or some bullshit outfit made of all the old Joe Rogan episodes where Joe Rogan's saying the N word. Oh yeah, well he has a f very like like hard R and everything, but he it's has like a very he's powerful totally bit. out of context. He totally a, out of context. He had a very powerful bit that he did 
using that and faggot and, well, a, that and, and cunt, I think, were the three that he chose. Yeah, the three magic words. Yeah. yeah. And it was like... Uh, Which cunt, like nobody cares about cunt anymore. That's how old that bit is. It was yeah, Well, <laughs> it was like uh, the seven dirty words <laughs> took DMT and yeah. cl- climbed in the isolation tank. It was the whole bit, almost. But, <laughs> yeah. but he, you know, if you're not cancelable after that, and if you're also not like intellectually sturdy enough to go and like watch that whole bit and see how thoughtful it's presented, you know, like words, man, people are getting all fucking up in arms of words over some words. Yeah. Well, the clips they took in that clip was all from his podcast, but yeah, it was out of context. Um, there was a couple, I mean, it's like you're, you're talking for that many hours a day, you're high as fuck or drunk. And like, it's pretty easy for somebody to find something that they want to Sure. When you have that target on your back like that, so and that many hours but, of audio out there, like Jesus. Yeah, but his point being, his old episodes, like he didn't pull punches like he does now. Yeah, like he changed his whole stance on the moon landing because he talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson one time. Oh God, well that's neat. Neil deGrasse Tyson is not a guy. I watched that happen live time too. It was so weird. The first time he had Neil on, huh? It was like it just I've... like the next day he was like, oh I guess uh, the moon landing was probably real. Like, the way you said it really convinced me, man. Yeah, meanwhile, nowadays, he has Neil deGrasse Tyson on, and he asks Neil deGrasse Tyson basic questions about gravity, and Neil deGrasse Tyson can't answer him and gets pissed off. <laughs> yes. Triggering. Eventually, Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, we don't know how it works, or why it exists. <laughs> Bye. Just trust the science. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All these inquiries. Let me back uh, up uh, just a little bit, because... Okay. I kind of have a rough outline notes here, and this kind of thing like grew during the last talk that we had with uh, Fletcher and Carolyn. So I guess for those joining in, um, we plan to do this a little more regularly now, the Bulls with Bud segment. We talk to people we know, uh, people we don't, but the conversation is just kind of just that. It's a relaxed kind of Bulls with Buds getting to know you. And we want to start out with like, who you are and how we met, kind of like who you are as it pertains to like how we ran into each other. Um, oh, okay. So I guess, yeah. Uh, who the hell are you, Sir Seat Center? Well, how we, yeah, we, <laughs> well, come back to that. Um, I'm trying to remember how I would think how we met because we've like never, like, I think we only saw each other, well, each other, like digitally face-to-face on Paul the Book Guy's That's right. uh, election night stream. That's the only like, time I don't think you probably even knew what I looked like till then. So I did not. I did not. Got the Jesus hair and the goatee. Yeah. That's, yeah. But anyway. Like a young, skinny, stoner Jesus. Yeah. All four surprised me, I guess. And I don't know why. I get either like Led Zeppelin or Jesus is what I've been getting lately. Yeah. Because like I, I had just really short hair like two years ago, and I just haven't cut it since. you like but, a, uh, a baby face Jesus. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I think like how we met, I guess, like first time you two and uh, myself was probably I heard Bull After Bull playing on the No Agenda stream, like the probably right after it got added. Because usually when yeah. I'm at work, I'll just kind of have that in the background. Gotcha. Uh, if, if I've already gone through all my podcasts on the list, I'll just be like, what's on the stream? And uh, cool. so I can listen to work yeah, all day, thir- at work all day. So 33 was I the one. I think I just reached out to you guys. You did after yeah. I heard the show, and you I was like, like, "Come on, my show, be on a, my show." And we we're like, "Yeah," because we usually just say, "Yeah." If anybody asks that, we're always like, "Yeah." Figure out a time, but yeah, 
Yeah, so then we did the dreams episode of Abs in a Six Pack. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. Were you? Te- I, I like doing episodes do like that. A... I'm tired of doing like, I'm just so tired of politics, even though I'm like, it's kind of like what you know, everybody's talking about. But it's, it's like, almost fucked up to really say, but it's it's like there is a silver lining in the whole Biden administration thing that's going on right now in that like. They made politics absolutely unbearable to fucking constantly check in again, you know? Like, Well, it's boring now. Everyone, like, yeah, that's they, like, they whether you loved or hated to... Trump, like, politics was hilarious uh, if you were able. Like, people that don't care about politics oh, that was... I know thought the Trump presidency was, like, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but people that, like, were really into it were on one side or the other. Now it's just like there's just nothing going on now. Biden's oh, boring. Like once in a while you'll get like black people don't know how to use computers and like you gotta wait once every two weeks or something like that. Right. Yeah. Nothing going on really. But then there's no like there's no fuel off of it, you know? Whereas if Trump like would have farted on a hot mic, they would have just like <laughs> rolled in the fucking aisles for two weeks about it. You like, don't have a sound bite of that? I don't. Could have that should have happened at some point. I just have swallows. But Dude, who doesn't fart being on mic that often? Nobody farts. Hell, I farted on this very show. I'm sure of it. Oh, I I don't remember what episode it was. It was early on, probably in the first 10. I stood up and farted in the mic. Like, ass cheeks straight to the mic. Good work. It, it, it was. I think it was with Patriot J. You always got to get that he out. He was on first, Sir Hottest. Like, 10 yeah. 12. Yeah, I was like, this is a gotta happen at some point. It, I didn't warn I didn't warn anybody. I just farted in the mic and it was a good one too. Oh man. The acoustics yeah. on it. I haven't done it since though. It's like you can't do that every episode. So plus I don't have any farts, I don't think. I don't um I will say there's a lot of shows I like to listen to and a lot of shows that I want to listen to more. The only shows that I pretty much don't miss are No Agenda and Hog Story. And um then the rest I Typically, we'll catch as they come on the stream or as they're tooted, and I'll put them in my rotation. Um, is it just down to you and Noah now as, like, the guys on the show? Or how is that working? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, well, yeah, Noah's, like, one out of every three episodes he's there because he's got kids. Yeah. And then Caleb's got, like, a big boy job and doing college at the same time. Oh, man, yeah, that's a definitely He lives a state stream. away. Like, Noah and I, it, for, for the first uh, walk for Probably half, the first half of the time we were doing the show, I think we were in the same room. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then Caleb lived the state away. But anyway, yeah, um, I think we're, I, I don't know if I did. I probably did because I'm kind of high. But uh, I've learned my lesson. I'm never, ever, ever going to smoke weed again. You uh, can't. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I derailed the original question, which was how did we meet and who am I? Is that right? I think you answered them along the way. Well, oh, good, we okay. were getting to who am I, I guess, maybe. Uh, yeah, how we met was through the stream. Who are any of us, you know? Who are you? Who, 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 who? <laughs> uh, oh. Gotta lay off the weed. <laughs> been hitting this yeah, pit. I will say this. I've been hitting this... Uh, I didn't. I'm not doing it today. I'm just smoking because, like, I, I I forgot to mention that I prepped this week to try to get my weed tolerance up. Oh, nice. Because I've been working so much that I only smoke, like, and I hadn't been smoking for a while. I just recently, I mean, I smoked like once a week maybe, and now I'm like trying to get back to there. I used to smoke like a lot a couple of years ago. Yep. 
a lot. Smoke weed every I'm, day. Yeah, and now I'm just like, two bowls will get me like, this is what's been happening with the pen especially, which I've, it's like, I was on Booberry's show behind the schemes on Monday, and I, it's like it's two different things can happen to me depending on the strain, I think is what the difference is, because I'll have two totally different reactions from me. It's like either one, I can't shut the fuck up, which is kind of how I feel right now. Nice. It's the other one is I can't talk. Like the other one is like I just don't want to talk. I'm just like oh. I know. How I'm just goes. like anything I look at, anything I look at, uh, or or listen to is just like my whole world. I don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? You and just get like, sucked yeah. into and it. And other times I just like fucking can't shut up. So I'm like, I'm, I don't know. You guys are the experts. What does that mean? Is there is that probably like indica versus sativa? Because I never know what I get. I mean, there can be a a bit of that, but. I've always been more of a proponent of like strain by strain than necessarily. I agree. Yeah, same. All but like, indicas versus all sativas. But in general, like the rules. I feel like are I get a name if I ask, but true. the dude's probably making it up the name. You know, it's like oh, the vibe yeah. I get from anybody I, around here. I mean, that's the, that's the bitch about the black market is you know right. <laughs> once it once it makes one jump and you just are trusting the guy and what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and I knew people that would just like if they were asked just make up what it was because they didn't fucking know but it sounds better man we had this bag in uh, college and it was just fucking going nowhere everyone was snoozing on it it was the middle of the summer <laughs> so like most of the kids were back at home too so it wasn't like that we didn't have the churn that you know usually rely on so we just I took this dumbass selfie of me holding a nug up on my upper lip like a little mustache and then we called this shit mustachio and then it just fucking disappeared and like people were begging us for more of it like they were like where's more of that mustachio man shit was great everyone loved it it's like dude it's all gone yeah it's just uh it can be marketing is pretty sad actually where does mustachio come from because I, I can only think of one example and it's so obscure bro i don't know we were just high and we okay. made a mustache, and so we called it mustachio. <laughs> I just, like, it I used really to... isn't. I wish there was deeper than that, but that's just it. <laughs> well, because like I, this is like totally obscure, which is why I'm wondering. It's like maybe mustachio is like a bigger thing, but like the only thing I can think of when I hear that mustachio is, uh, I used to play the shit out of Left 4 Dead 2 with my buddies and Left 4 Dead 1. And on Left 4 Dead 2, they go to this like carnival. You know, you're just killing zombies, and there's like this dude that is like in all the games. He's like the mascot of the amusement park. His name is Mustachio, and he's a pistachio nut oh, with damn. a mustache. Oh, shit. I'll be damned. Yeah. So as soon as you said Mustachio, <laughs> yeah, it's very That's obscure. That's funny. So. I've never heard of that yeah. one. I, I don't know if I played a Left 4 Dead. I get it confused oh, dude, with the those zombie were gr- Blueberry was uh, Blueberry said he plays it when he listens. To, I think he told. I think he's the one who told me that. He plays it when he listens to Nick the Rat. Oh, nice. So like, I could see that. That'd be fun. Be a fun time. Well, okay. Oh, uh, I'm ready for another question because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna think was, about Left 4 Dead for a while. I was just about to pull it out, man. We want we start with the origins, so like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. I, I never pull out. You know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, or the origin story. So like, how did you first uh, hear about or like learn about weed, and what kind of a message was it about? Uh. A lot, a lot I didn't. Of... I, don't, I didn't smoke it till I just turned eighteen. Okay. Uh, and it was like, you know, I think this is fuck. This is 
this is a ridiculous story. But I mean, luckily, everything I say is for comedic purposes open, That's right, only yeah. because I'm a I'm a I'm a good citizen. My whole my whole life <laughs> uh, is a satirical we to, a statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to. Uh, oh God, we did the same thing the first time we tried mushrooms. We went to church right afterwards. Oh, youth group. Gotcha. Because it was like for some reason we already were having to do that or not having to. It was just like that was our social circle back then. Sure. Was church like church and youth group? It's and what there goes on. Fly girls there throughout all of high school. It was crazy. It was <laughs> did you, actually did you go to the Methodist insane. church or First Baptist? First Baptist it was like the okay. big church of the little town. Yeah, because there was like probably ten churches. First Baptist probably one of the bigger ones in my town too. Yeah, makes especially sense. in the Bible Belt. Yeah, are you? Would you guys consider yourselves in the Bible Belt? We're in like we're on the edge of all the stuff. It's kind of weird, but yeah, definitely Bible Belt. Um, one of the Mormon ground zeros is here in Independence. Oh shit! Because that's where it's Joseph like a little Smith mini Utah. Thought, uh, Joseph Smith said that Jesus was going to come back to Independence. It's like New Eden or something like that. I don't know. I shouldn't speak out of turn because Mormons would be like, "No, silly." It's like this yeah. and this, but Independence is super important. They've got the big, crazy spy spire out there. It's like really what weird. What is that? Their main their main uh, building. It's like this steel spike that reaches into the sky <laughs> in like a Casey suburbs. So like there's nothing else there except for a really old town square or something. So were they trying to turn the world into a porcupine slowly? I don't know. So you could make What's a with all the steel the, spikes? <laughs> like Jesus the, Christ. Uh, it's weird. But then uh, Missouri, like the state of Missouri, <laughs> kicked the shit out of them and pushed them west. To, that's why they're out in Utah now. Dude, we need another religious civil war in this country. It's been a minute. I mean, they literally... It's not a civil war, but like localized ones, you know, like a bunch of little battling factions. That'd be fun. We could do that for a while. Yeah. Little local power struggles. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so like I, that's a long way to say. I could probably skip most of the details, but that's a long way to say the first time I ever smoked uh, was with and got introduced to weed was with who's... Well... This was a long time ago in a legend, but it was like my current wife and mm-hmm. then uh, her friend and then Caleb, who was the the show, the one of the the S in the abs in a six pack that's, uh, right, that's fell off the face of the earth. ABS is your three. <laughs> so, yeah, it was me. Initials. It was. And then, uh, man, what do we it was like so stupid, too. It was like we went to a flea market and then we like. Whenever this guy's house, because we were, hang- it was like me and Caleb were buddies, and then the two of them, the two girls, and we kind of like we knew them, we were friends, but like we were like, oh, we're going to smoke weed, so it was like that nervousness of like, oh, they're gonna smoke weed. <laughs> it was like so stupid. It was like, like just out of high school, homeschool kids like trying to smoke weed. That was how that was how it was. And then like we didn't even get high. I mean, we kind of got high. Kind of got high. But, Did you like cough yeah. on it and not properly inhale? Or here's what happened. Well. What had happened? Yeah, was. I just. Yeah, well, he he. It worked better for him than me, cause like the first two times, <laughs> it was like the classic thing. It was like the first two times I like did it like an Elon Musk when he was on Rogan, where he like barely inhales if at all, probably yeah. doesn't inhale really, and then he goes like, you remember what Elon said Mm-mm. when he smoked on Joe Rogan? This was like the craziest. I mean, you go back and watch it. I think it's still on YouTube. When Elon, quote-unquote, hits that blunt, he just lets it sit in his mouth, doesn't inhale it into his lungs, and he goes, yo, uh, marijuana just has never worked on me. 
and Joe didn't have the, pol- the balls to call him out and go like he didn't even inhale it like you wash it it's like he did not inhale it so I did kind of one of those well like not, I did inhale it but not like that much because gotcha. it was like the second or third hit where I realized like wait I'm supposed to like suck this into my lungs yeah that's <laughs> like I never the... smoked a cigarette it if, was like it was weird if you ever see somebody both blow out one of those thick thick clouds and just like have no cough reaction after all after that it was either my wife or you didn't hit it because <laughs> like, it absorbs a little bit when it goes in your lungs. Lorian can take those like champ ass thick rips of a dab though. And like just <laughs> blow it out and shrug. I don't know. She is totally dabs are like freaked people out. Different. Uh, yeah. Dabs, dabs, conferences. dabs crush me. See, I mean, I used to like, especially back when we had all the edibles around all the time. Yeah. Like, one of my buddies was making killer edibles. Like, like one time we we actually met uh, for Christmas, and we found out later. Uh, well, I'll get to that. This this is actually kind of fucking hilarious. Uh, we made we we made Christmas wee cookies. Like we cut out. We spent some time on this. I had all this THC oil, and then he had like THC butter and reclaim butter, and just we made like fucking butter, and then mixed made a bunch of icing with like mixed in with the THC oil. And decorated gingerbread men, Christmas trees, Christmas bells, and all these like Christmas cookies. And then we made one giant cookie shaped like a <laughs> cock. Like it was huge. It took up a whole tray. It was just a cock and balls cookie. And we put a bunch of white frosting at the top. And we and then we had like literally other than that, like family friendly looking family made Christmas cookies. Wholesome Christmas cookies plus the Yeah, big, like the gingerbread men, fucking Christmas trees, all that shit. And later we found out uh, just from eating uh, one cookie, and sometimes less than one, like two people passed out. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and one person, like, uh, there was a faculty member at the college at the time, and all of those college professors were getting fucked up. Some were doing acid. It was crazy. Um, but one of the one of the uh, unnamed college faculty members at this unnamed college, like, we got a text from, him and it was like. <laughs> Because, like, we'd hang out with some of those guys sometimes, and we got texts from him, and it was like, he thought it was dosed with acid. Like, oh he was that fucking Sometimes, man, when you get too high on edibles, it's, uh... Yeah. It is borderline ripping through. Yeah, I mean, oh those cookies God, were... It. Those cookies were insane. Yeah. Those Christmas cookies, man. Dude, I just but yeah. my thermometer. So, yeah, and it was, like, crazy, because that was, like, a maybe, like, a less than a two-year period between not knowing how to smoke weed to like bomb ass edibles it was like a hey happened fast yep that happens those were my now i, I like barely smoke and that, that's why I, like i uh am wary to smoke on a podcast sometimes because i'll just start talking about then i'll be like what, did I, what was i just talking about and... what was i talking about it's all right i don't even remember we're here to slightly guide <laughs> i've learned my lesson i'm never ever ever gonna smoke weed again it's a real kick in the knackers bro just a real algae bro <laughs> Uh, Carolyn in the bowl wants to know, can you blow smoke rings? Do you know smoke foo? Yeah, dude. Because before I ever smoked cigarettes, we were like, ah, cigarettes aren't cool. We'll smoke cigars. Like, you know, like yeah. like the 16-year-old age. Sure. I got good at smoke rings. Cigars like Swisher Sweets or? No, we were getting like cigars. Like real ones? Yeah. I never <laughs> like smoked real cigar. cigars till I was like, like 19 or 20 at least. 
But I smoked yeah, Swisher it was like, Sweets was like one of the first things we smoked. It was like the dorkiest thing to do, but was, for some reason we just felt like, oh, we don't want cigarettes because there was like a bad connotation to it. But somehow like a giant cigar we thought was like, oh, that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it was that's like the stupidest like. gentlemanly or yeah. something. <laughs> it's like what you do in high school when you're fucking like hanging around a bunch of like Christians and homeschoolers. That yeah. was like the, oh, I'm smoking a cigar. This is like naughty. You so know? did you homeschool then? Or I was homeschooled. Did you just know a lot of homeschoolers or both? No, I was homeschooled and I had a homeschool neighbor just by coincidence. And that was Noah. And that's how we met. Okay. He moved in. And because, you know, when you're homeschooled and like, you know, when you're like, I guess 11 or 12, we were maybe. Yeah. Like you, if you just are diligent and get all your shit done, you can be done with everything from like by noon or earlier. Yep. Like curriculum wise, that's all planned out. Yep. It's like the actual institution of school make, drags everything out. Yeah, well, between switching classes. So that's classes what's so cool about being a homeschool is like having an intro. It's like with homeschool, you can yeah. just have a to do list of shit you need to do. And then once you do it, right, you don't have to do it anymore. Like you can get days ahead if you wanted to, too, and take a day off because yep. it's all based on the curriculum and how fast you're getting through it and doing the test, answering the test and everything. Totally. It's, yeah, so. Um, that's interesting. I did, yeah, homeschool I did for five probably years. half of the time and then public school for a quarter and private school for a quarter. So you've been like all that. around the system. Yeah, I graduated from like a private school. Gotcha. Oh, Christian, Christian school. I, I guess got I taught creationism and all that. Wow. It's seniors. It was pretty interesting. I learned creationism in Sunday school only. Uh, they were like vague about it. It's almost like how... Uh, the way they taught creationism was like almost like the way outside of Bible class was the only time you really heard about it, which was required. Hmm. Uh, you you heard about it, you heard about it real briefly in like biology or something like that, where it was like the same cadence that like somebody in the Bible Belt that has to teach evolution as a teacher, like it was hush hush. It was like, hey, we're gonna just go over this section real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot to talk about your smoke ring and mine but i learned to blow smoke rings when i was like four or five on a nebulizer oh shit because i was doing asthma treatments when i was little that's when my asthma was like worse the worst it's always been it's when i was younger i kind of grew out of it <clears throat> after a while but yeah it was kind of like uh, a drag after you know there was like a novelty of using it at first and then it kind of became a drag and then my dad was like, oh, try to blow smoke rings. He taught me how to blow smoke rings when I was just a little kid. So that was cool. I've been able to do it for fucking ages. That's wild, man. Well, you learned on the vape, right? No. Just smoking bowls. Ah, oh, ripping bowls. Yeah. It, I was like probably 16 when I finally figured it out. Nice. Yeah, we figured the cigars make it easy because there's just so much smoke. You have so much, you know, much of a canvas, so to yeah. speak. I never could do like the the hoop and then the boat that goes through it like Gandalf did. <laughs> I've never seen a bolt pulled off, but yeah, but I mean, I could get a solid O for sure. Oh, making mushrooms like now I mushrooms. can't do it. I tried recently. Remember, we were the only reason I mentioned that vape is because when you got the vape, then we both kind of got into the smoke trick stuff and like oh, doing yeah. doubles and triples with the split. Yeah, you know, you just like put a finger put in front of your mouth or whatever. Yeah, you can do a lot with the vape because you're getting so much smoke. Yeah, it's easy to, especially like if you're in a car and you're just like all the air is still or uh, 
a number of head shops where the doors close and there's just like still air. You can even push rings around and shit. The trick videos blow my mind if you look at guys doing epic vape smoke rings. It's Man, off, I've off I know chain. people that hits that smoke those vapes with like the nicotine salts or whatever, a couple people. And I try hitting one of those things and it's just like way too much for me. <laughs> yeah, they have them in different nicotine concentrates too. I always I just cough my brains the, out. Like I used to vape. I just they they got so strong. Yeah, they definitely got strong. Crazy. I used to either get the six milligram, like the lowest one, or just like no nicotine ones. It's really I was just dicking around with the smoke. I didn't give a fuck about the nicotine. Uh, smoking weed, drinking vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, education. Uh, so you mentioned you're homeschooled, but like, as far as weed goes, did you ever go through Dare? Were you the right age when you were homeschooled, like me, to miss Dare? Uh, no, it was basically just no, none of that. No, nothing but like it was actually. Now that I think about it, that was just kind of like assumed. I think you're so deep in that, like, in the Christian or homeschool, which there's a strong overlap. Right. Like, you're like that's just an assumed thing. Like, you have to give them a reason to need to talk to you about drugs. It's just kind of assumed when you're that far into a, a culture like that. Gotcha. That like, unless there's just, warning you're just signs, not. That you're like... just like obviously no, not to do that. You, they don't need to give you a, and they just don't want to educate you about it. You know, it's just like. Right. Well, that's I think smart. public schools the same way. They don't educate you on safe drug use. Right. No, they just give you a, like just a don't big, do it. Big ass list of all the different kinds that there are. Out <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. Um, I know some of those dare programs like bring little things in and show you what it looks like and shit, which is wild. Because I didn't even see it. <laughs> like a real thing or a replica? No, nah, I, I have no I idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe I a replica, but. I yeah, don't. I just remember the South Park episode, like the old one, where uh, <laughs> Mr. Garrison hands out like marijuana. Mar- he's like, "This is what marijuana is, okay? This is what they call a, a joint or a roach." <laughs> they like they pay. He's like, "I want you all to know what that smells like," and then like he passes it around the class, and of course, never gets it back. He's like, "Okay, who has the marijuana?" Okay. And then <laughs> after he really, oh, like is that what a dare program is like, but with fake marijuana? That's kind of what I've heard, but. You're the only one that's gone through dare. My dare didn't uh, have like bring in samples or anything and say this is it. We oh. just saw pictures. Pictures, okay. Yeah, and we had like a computer game we played. It was like <laughs> you had to just like say no to peer pressure, or, like just keep restarting the level, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took the bait. Start yeah. over. <laughs> a lot of uh, cool. faces of meth used. Oh yeah. In the dare program, oh, but yeah. with every drug. It would be like, this is what happens to you when you <laughs> smoke weed. And then it would be someone with like a bunch of pock marks, missing teeth and stuff. I'm like, this is all from faces of math. <laughs> Not creative at all, you folks. <laughs> It'd be cool Lord. if they had a, like a, since they just have pictures of the drugs, if they handed you a pamphlet with like a scratch and sniff for each, like <laughs> yeah. smell, what you, each one smelled like. Seriously. You're like scratching the LSD. It doesn't smell or taste like nothing. <laughs> oh, that's good. That means it's good shit. <laughs> you don't want it to have the smell. You don't have the hairspray taste on it. Um, True. Busted? Close calls? Strong agree. You have any uh, stories of like almost getting in trouble or getting caught? Oh, God. Yeah. Of course. But we don't have that much time today. Um, yeah, right. 
I mean, it depends how much, I guess it depends what you mean by almost and by who. But yeah, well, I remember the like first time. Like in parentheses, I've got legal, school, parents, etc. So, I mean, when you when we were when we were like in high school, dude, we were doing just dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, my friends. You think you're invincible, you know? Yep. My friends a year younger ever, than me. Nothing were like bad that. ever happened. I was always like the Mister Defensive, like, oh shit, we can't do this, we can't go there, we got to get out of here. Like, I was always just like three steps ahead of whatever could have come down on us but my buddies specifically my scout buddies a year younger than me were just going fucking crazy when i was a senior and they were juniors it was like <laughs> yeah like they were building gravity bongs by the fucking tent and they were camped like closest to the leader's cabin so they're literally maybe 15 yards from the re- leader's cabin like <laughs> ripping bowls out of this fucking uh home depot five gallon bucket gravity bong and what age range is this? It's like, they, I was almost, oh no, I was 18 then, actually. I had just turned 18 that month. So I was okay. like an adult, and I couldn't camp with them anyway. That's, that's like, like right around the... One of the things that saved me, really, because by the... I arrived late, because I did a college tour. So I got there on like day two or three of camp, and they had already been like going, doing their thing, and, uh, you know, I smoked a bit. But we're at camp, we're at, we have like just thousands of acres to go anywhere and uh these kids are smoking in the fucking camp and i was like dude i can't associate with you guys if you're gonna be this fucking wild you know and they they got busted for sure but i did not oh they did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah my buddy man we dodged so many bullets like i remember being like the like i said the first time i did shrooms just being at church and it's like oh it's almost like it's hard to tell when you're because you're obviously you know on shrooms so you don't really know like what perceptions you had were real but it seemed like nobody had any fucking idea even though inside you're like you're this girl i was sitting next to it was in between my friend this other girl to the right of me and when both of them talked it sounded like um james earl jones or like (laughs) just this like slow-mo voice it was crazy (laughs) and that's like the first time you do shrooms and you're fucking at church it was like and somehow it's like that's the thing you always look back on and wonder. It's like, did anybody know? Yeah. that's. And it's like, probably not, because nobody said anything. That's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing about, like, church, too, is, you yeah. know, you've got the kids who are just the crazy kids anyway. And so you can literally start running around in a circle, waving your arms in the air and going, whoa! And people will be like, oh, there's, there's <laughs> Dave again. He's doing, he's... <laughs> had too many cups of coffee this morning i think yes yes oh my god you're right though it is yeah, yeah. people are just like oh bless his heart he always got so Dude, much energy this one school i went only went to for one year calvary baptist dude it was they do it every year apparently but the year i was there everybody k through 12 had to sit through a revival instead of classes hmm. for a week long it was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. Fucking nutball shit. And I was a freshman <laughs> in high school. It was like fucking scream. Like these are the kind of preachers that scream about like premarital sex or gay marriage on the street with a sign. Yeah. And literally would do it in town. Like like later on, I saw like, the dude giving this one sermon that, and it was like, I mean, people were speaking in tongues. Like fucking. Damn. It was why it was crazy. I've it was like. I've never been to almost. a. I've never been to a full tongues. Uh service 
I felt it was like an MK Ultra experiment I had to sit through. It felt like because it was like you know this isn't like a church, church. This is like a one step below snake handling level shit. Okay, it was crazy. So that was like, and as soon as my parents found out about that, they pulled me out of that place. Yeah, me and my sister. My parents <laughs> weren't really down with the tongue stuff either. Yeah, that shit was too much. I mean, it was yeah. Anyway, we were in that. Real, I could talk about like, church all day, being you know, on mushrooms for that. <laughs> Thank God that one didn't happen. Damn, dude, I can't even really wrap my my hand around trying to trip balls and go to church. To be honest with you, I can't. I, I even hope like, I was clear yeah. that didn't happen. Like that, like oh, that church was a like where I went to school. I didn't. I was to clarify that I did not do mushrooms at that one. That would have been a goddamn nightmare. But at a church, you did. Yeah. Just your uh, cool like drum kid in the <laughs> in the worship team type church. Like yeah, like people would like a bunch of my friends would play guitar and drums yep. and oh, sing and you know it's like your youth group. That was like a youth group night. It wasn't Sunday morning. We did that. If that's what you're asking, that's that's a good question by the way because it's a totally different vibe. Yeah, there's a lot of different. We had uh, two services, so the early service was more traditional, and then I got to drum at the main service where they'd have a full worship band. Did you, <laughs> Lorian? Did you did you say you went to church? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a non-denominational Protestant church with a lesbian right, yep. pastor and a gay congregation. So she went to Massachusetts church. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? I am serious. Whoa. Yeah. There was some of that where I went to church, but it was all in the closet. You know, it's like the me. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names. Just, but, I mean, sir. <laughs> There were certain people you you knew that were like, okay, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, now yeah. That's is... like that's like yeah. When you have a like Richard Simmons, literally, when Richard Simmons is basically your minister of music for the church. Oh God, literally, I'm like, it's not even an exaggeration. And either. one, and two, and three. It's pretty. It's. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna drop it. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like there was things like that going on in the church where you were like, oh my God, like, so it, like. Just that's why I bring it up is because just to hear you say, Lorian, that you had like it was all like accepted there open is like and open and affirming. Yeah, that's, that's the, the phrase. phrase. Wow. <laughs> yeah, n there's no church like that that I know of around here. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, it was different for sure. <laughs> Cultural question: uh, Some of your favorite movies to watch or music to listen to when you first started smoking? Because I feel like that kind of shifts uh, all the cliche like meme shit definitely like pink floyd which oh, i still yeah. love to this day sure yeah yeah i was like way into floyd uh i can't remember i think i was a sophomore still in high school and my dad brought home like a bob marley cd and a pink floyd cd and was like you should try you know some <laughs> secular music or something he was like feeding me good stuff though because i was like i was listening to some eminem and some other things but secretly you know uh, right. But. Oh yeah. That for, I remember uh, Insane Clown Posse was one of, one of the first like bands I heard where I was like, and this was like you know early Insane Clown Posse. It was like one of the first ones I heard where I was like, or maybe I don't know how long they've been around, but like uh, the Killing Fields, whatever album that was, I remember I heard that song, and I was like, oh my god, this is like bad. <laughs> yeah. I, sh I felt guilty for listening to it. Like that I, was the first time I felt this. <laughs> First time the more recent time I felt guilty for listening to music was hearing uh, when I worked at the record store. They had David Allen Coe's Underground album. Oh yeah, if you ever listen to that? That is some funny shit. That's like yeah, but there's a couple tracks on there you were like, whoa. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything that bad music, like in a uh, bad taste, I guess you would be the PC way to call it. Yeah. Musically, you know, in a uh, wall ever probably. He definitely pushed the line. Yeah. When I had the Eminem show, um, we used to burn it on these blank, uh, gold labeled CDs. That was like our blank CDs. And, uh, I just put one Sharpie mark on it and that was it. <laughs> so I knew it was like my CD, but I knew if my parents were looking through my room, they wouldn't think anything of it, you know? Nice. <laughs> man. That's an amazing story, man. <laughs> That's cool as fuck. Oh, I'm gonna lay off the weed. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you can't. Uh, Grandma's Boy. I think that was the f- movie I watched when I first ever actually got stoned. In the oh, nice. I I kind of I remember that movie, but I don't. Like, it's like I remember watching it, but I don't remember it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's been so long. Getting stoned, where you're like, yeah, I kind of <laughs> remember certain memorable lines, but like I can't remember the general plot. I like having sex with chicks. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> uh, depth. Oh, okay. So the next category is like um, other drugs. Obviously, we've mentioned mushrooms and tobacco, but also, so like, how deep have you gone or will you go in the rabbit hole, uh, hypothetically? And also, like, how do you feel about the whole gateway thing of did weed bring you to all those other drugs or was it something else that brought you? into the oh shit. i know. thought i did when you said gateway i was thinking I, my mind immediately went to metaphysical like since you were talking about mushrooms oh <laughs> uh, well breaking so my okay, do i believe that like certain things are gateway drugs yeah sure like how do you you know is there a gateway that you can put your finger on where you felt like you were kind of on the underground after something and then also yeah i don't know that's kind of an open the underground question. so from like for me when I first started smoking tobacco, I was underage and that was sort of like, I mean, it was obviously illegal and it was also like, we weren't supposed to, even if it was legal, you know, even when we turn 18, you're not supposed to smoke. So it was like the, the rule breaking bad boy kind of thing. I don't know exactly how to describe it without sounding like a, I almost feel like the age limits on tobacco and alcohol are employed by the tobacco and alcohol industries because like, Making it something you're not allowed to do till you're this old just draws attention to it and makes it like, oh, I'm this old, I can do this now, or I'm not old enough yet and I really want to do it. It's like, I feel like if there was like, uh, just not like a hard line age when you were or weren't allowed to do something, it would, it would just not be like as much of something that's in your mind growing up. I agree with that. It's like there's an allure when they tell you not to do it, then like that's the first thing you want to do, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's just my, that's how I am. I'm a little pain in the ass like that. They're like, no, nah, don't do this. And like, if the reason isn't good, then I'll probably start looking into it more. And then if I see like another, like a lot of f- cooler, funny people totally ignoring that, then I'm like, oh shit, I'll probably ignore it too. <laughs> but it's the same thing with just like getting your information, like, or it, a million other examples. There's some that probably don't work, but like with getting your information, it's the same thing. Just like, something you're not supposed to do like somebody will sure get demonized so much that like every it just gives them is the streisand effect and then you're like oh well why do i need to it's like they're probably lying about whatever this is where if they just didn't mention it like think about like 
how many I wonder like let's do a hypothetical question if like William Randolph Hearst and all this bullshit where they like did a demonization campaign of cannabis if that hadn't none of that had happened and the war on drugs hadn't really started do you think more or less people now would use drugs I think there'd just be less specifically drugs. weed I guess I think there'd be less drugs to use with weed specifically right. um, yeah it, I don't think it would have been any kind of cultural phenomenon that's for sure like yeah because like the whole thing of there being a subculture is that it was driven underground and so you've got a lot of people who are like enjoying this thing and also hiding this thing and so I don't know it is by its very nature very social in my experience and so okay that just can I continue of, this thought experiment then because I just had another follow-up question for you okay. for either of you on that same logic if the media and the politicians hadn't constantly attacked and demonized Trump, would Trump have been as popular as he was? I say no. I don't think so, no. I don't think there's a chance. I mean, the thing about the Hillary's campaign that was so dumb is in the primary, she was propping him up to knock out the other Republicans. There's a lot of instances where she did ad buys for him in certain districts. Yeah, it was WikiLeaks, right? Um, mm-hmm. So... She, you know, she really wanted to run against him. And. Yeah, she called him the Pied Piper candidate or something. Yep. And she did the, uh, she did the both sides thing that you, that you want to do. I mean, she did it masterfully, but it just backfired on her. Where you buy pro and negative ads, you know? So you like prop him up, but then you also like shoot him down, but he's the center of the attention of that negative ad. And, uh, yeah, I think it worked brilliantly but they just didn't understand what that was going to do. Or uh, both of them were in the pocket of the deep state or whoever, and they just saw the which way the wind was blowing and decided to go with Trump and turn on Hillary and throw her, throw her under the bus, and Trump was their guy too. There's also that possibility, I suppose. I always think of I didn't, like... I was off and on on that, but after like the last two months or three months and I've just seen what he's doing, I've just have lost any hope that he wasn't just part of the plan. I don't know. It's like a little, I just think pull like, your collar uh, out, you let the heat off, like just a little pressure release, and then you're back in it. They just like Dvorak was talking about on No Agenda, where they the Chinese let somebody out for a little bit, and then they put him back in. Oh, they like released him, and then they grabbed him again? Yeah, what? just because it makes you more subservient once you're back under it, when you get a little breath of fresh air. I think Trump was our breath of fresh air. I know it's depressing, but it seems like it. I don't know. I'm still wondering. I hope I'm wrong. I'm still wondering. I don't really feel that March way, 6, but bro? I just feel like uh, March six. I don't know what March six means. Oh, uh, well, the Q people are saying that's when the real inauguration is, and Trump's going to oh, be sworn man. in. See, Joseph Smith did a bunch of that shit. Inauguration and Independence. He was like, "It's coming back. This is the day." It was like nothing <laughs> happened. And then he was like, "Did it again." He was like, "Oh, t- oh, it was two months from now." But no, I don't think it's like a timeline thing. Um, I've. I mean, we've all seen really good uh, indications of election fuckery, and we saw it in the midterms, and we see a little bit of it every time, but I think it was well captured this time around. And it's one of those things that uh, needs to be settled eventually, you know? So how long it's going to take, I don't know. But, I mean, I add that to my, my fucking list, you know? We talked about the JFK thing on show 63 of Abs in the Six Pack. That still needs to be settled, you know? To me, that's still an open case that needs to be addressed. (laughs) And, you know. Noah's campaign he started was hashtag interrogate Woody Harrelson. Interrogate Woody Harrelson. (laughs) What did he know and when did he know it? (laughs) We got to get to the bottom of it. But, I mean, you know, the JFK thing, 
9-11, this past election, all these things have been manipulated. And, uh, dude, they're still not honest about Lincoln, dude. Like, at a certain point, we got to admit that it's just like, like, it's a taught, it used to be taught in history books, but it's like, hasn't been in a while. But, like, you go back and read actually what happened. There was like 12 dudes arrested for the Lincoln assassination. It wasn't just John Wilkes Booth, but, like, they don't teach you that right. shit. So it's like, it is, even right. if it's like well, it undenied a, history, they just, like, you know, they don't, it never becomes mainstream. I mean, you have it's to contrary be... to the narrative a serious kook to believe you can pull off killing a president by yourself. You know, like what does that say about the president's defense team? Like they call the lone nut theory, dude. Everybody's got three names, especially if you shoot up a school. Oh my God. The three name thing is really weird. It's crazy, man. It's like they're rubbing all this shit in our face. And I just like, maybe this is like the optimist retard in me, but I just don't see that as sustainable forever. I and mean, it certainly well, doesn't it certainly doesn't work on not. me, and that's good enough. You know, it doesn't historically. It didn't, sorry. No, you're good. I'm just saying. I was like, just gonna say historically that didn't work. Yeah, it's just everybody. Uh, every tyrannical thing gets overthrown. It just might take a couple hundred years. Right. But once they get robots, then we're fucked. You know. You might be that's, fucked, or you might be uh, trying to get the robots. Yeah, you got to pro. You got to learn to program robots. Right. <laughs> I mean. Fuck, you gotta adapt or, or get run over. That's the well, weird thing there, about. Right? Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I would love to like learn programming robots. Basic programming, yeah. Nice. C languages and uh, Python. Now I'm fucking around with Python. I expect an official bull after bull robot within ten years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bull bot. I am really high. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to build the uh, little bots for the chat room. I think that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. And I have like a unique situation where I have time to do it right now, and I need shit to show people that I've made. So it's all coming together. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's coming together. It is. It is all coming together. I forgot how to use the mute button. With my, uh, I had mentioned depth and. I always had in my mind like this concept of the big three that I would never fuck with, which was crack meth Metallica. and heroin. <laughs> Metallica, Aerosmith, <laughs> and ACDC. Uh, no, I thought the big I thought the big three was like a like it was like a tour. It was like Megadeth, Metallica, <laughs> Mastodon, or something. The big three. That's not what you were talking about. No, I was talking about like drugs, man. Got up in the south too long, man. You ever do drugs, man? I don't know what big three <laughs> means. That's a bit. But been in the south too long. That was uh, (laughs) roll tide. (laughs) The uh, those were the three that I just knew I'd never touch because math I'd just seen it fuck with people too hard. Did that come to the fruition? So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, and the more I've kind of explored, I've learned. You know, there are kind of general categories of drugs, too. So, like, I've never done heroin, but I've done plenty of opiates. And I don't understand, aside from, like, major surgical situations where there are doctors and or surgeons involved, like, why you would need to self-administer anything past an opium, just, like, straight from plant, nice, natural opium. That's all, you know, that's a plant. It's a plant-based medicine. And if it gets... More severe than that, then you're probably going to want a medical professional fucking around with it. 
or at least a witch doctor for Christ's sake, something. <laughs> Somebody who isn't you. You know, that's when you want to stop self-administering. Um, and although that Carl, I do, uh, Doctor Carl Hart guy that used to go on Joe Rogan all the time, he might still go on there sometimes. But he was in the New York Post. Like they wrote an article. It was like, what, it's not Harvard, but with some other st- Stanford or something. It's like professor says that he takes heroin regularly to maintain work balance flow. And it's like the same guy that I remember when I saw his picture, he's been on Rogan several times talking about how like heroin is like a drug that like should be used by most people. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) That's funny. Sounds like a, sounds like something a junkie would say. (laughs) For me, I really liked, but he's like a drug professional. He's like an expert in, Sure, he's like one drugs. of those academic egghead drug guys. I mean, I had a yeah, but it's a, it's almost like he just got that like degree to to like justify his heroin habit that he already had. Sure, like, I, I which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did you get this degree and then decide heroin's okay and then start trying it, or were you already doing heroin and Doubt. then you got this degree? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe the degree path was chosen out of a curiosity sparked by the use of heroin. <laughs> non-stop you know i've met a lot of people who can handle their own shit and i don't really judge other people like my big three thing isn't even advice or anything it was just sort of some kind of thing that i came to myself after looking around in the drug world for a second you know and it's like what would you do what would you not do uh i did a lot of i always look at arrowhead and read uh experiences too Oh, Just yeah, I spent way too much time on Arrowwood back in the day. Reading about dosages and experiences and what shit should look like and, you know, what people find and, why, you know, why people like certain things. Some of the crack and meth shit is just wild if you read it, bro. And I was, like, <laughs> finding myself having a tougher time relating to those sort of things that those people seem to be seeking out. And I think that's another reason why I decided to av- avoid certain ones. Because I feel like a lot, remember- of those, a lot of those uppers are just, like power based and like you know they're like oh it f- yeah well the people a lot who like that. it they're like oh i had so i felt tremendous power i felt so strong <laughs> i felt like i could i felt like i could run straight through my front door and leave a hole like a cartoon shit like that and i was like well that doesn't really appeal to me and don't get me <laughs> wrong like i've put myself through so- some solid objects in my time but <laughs> <laughs> i i don't want to like a drug to help me get there even further <laughs> yeah. right yeah um you you brought up Arrowhead, and I was thinking, like, I used to spend... It was either Arrowhead or DMT Nexus, one of the two. I was on both those two a lot for, like, a couple months solid, and then just to, like, kind of get a feel for the waters from what other people were saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And I never posted anything. I just was reading stuff, and I remember seeing, like, certain things, like, removed or... Um, saying like this thread is now locked and it was always like a conspiracy theory like Jan Irvin this guy I'm about to have on was uh, one of the topics of conversation about MK Ultra connection with psychedelics and and DMT Nexus banned anybody who talked about it and I was like that's kind of weird huh. hmm. I've never heard of DMT Nexus okay it, maybe it was mostly that and not Arrowwood because I feel like Arrowwood had some wild shit on it yeah sort of DMT Nexus but it was like they always anything was allowed be... unless it was like I don't know they always just like to be sort of as pure sciencey as you could be at Arrowhead while still remaining like a total freak flag flaming hippie about it. Right. 
I, I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't them because I, I can't think of it a specific example. Sometime Arrow would ban somebody, but there was some wild shit on there, man. And that that was like how you, you're right. How you got a good lay of the land of like. Oh yeah, I would have never. Does did. this person t sound crazy? <laughs> it was like one of my go tos, if it, especially if it was like some like two CB type bullshit. Yep. It's like, does the person giving this experience sound insane? Let's start from there. <laughs> Yeah. It's investigation checklist. It's tough off of just like a web forum. You know, you're just weighing stuff on the screen. Right. Well, yeah. There was very little actual scientific, uh, you know, you couldn't you couldn't make a peer-reviewed study of, like, taking drug reports from Arrowhead. But, I mean, it, it's helpful. It is. It helps. Um, especially when it comes to dosage, if you can know that kind of thing. Um, do you have any favorite or memorable strains? I know we just mentioned before that like strains, especially when you're in a black or gray market situation are not necessarily reliable. Uh, but with that caveat in mind, like were there any that stuck out to you or like a type that you'd get that was always a favorite you'd try to seek out or any memorable strains? I, re I remember, uh, I mean, there was one time, I don't remember what it was. It might've been like Miss Universe or something. It was like a br blend of like four other ones that I heard of. And it was like, this was, I knew it was legit. It was, this was back when I had a source. It was like, okay, when they tell me something, I believe them because this stuff was crazy. Nice. And I was driving our car. This was like within the first year I started smoking through this like kind of back road area. And we were parked at the top of this hill, like me and three other people. And uh, we were going to see some movie. It was like Ice Age 3 or something. It's <laughs> retarded in theaters. Maybe Ice Age 2 or 3. I don't know what years those came out, one of the two. Maybe four. God, I don't know how many ice ages they made, but it was whatever seven, it was when I was eighteen. Seven, yeah. seven ice ages right now. <laughs> We're on the way there, and I'm driving, and I'm literally. See, I it's like I experience myself being behind the car yeah. that I'm driving and having to run and catch up to get it. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd ever been like that high, where I was like, "Am I driving or am I like?" Did I? And it was like. You're like watching you know, when you're hallucinating drive. level high. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That and I've watched like later on, I remember the first people I know, uh, like Rick popping their weed cherry and they do things like the first time if it's good weed and you get them to smoke like two joints with you or something. Yep. I mean, I've seen people say they can see music and then literally like uh one of my buddies, uh I won't call him out by name just in case, but he was like <laughs> he was like uh it was playing like some like regular classic rock song and he was like you know i hate irish music <laughs> and he was like freaking out about it and then he was like seeing stuff and just like biggest grin on his face i've ever seen anybody have so like i've seen like you know it was it was that level like when you first start smoking like that shit will never happen again without like a shit ton of edibles like i don't think you can get there again yeah there is that first time thing that's so, so unique because you're experiencing like a mental state in a way of thinking you have no reference for you know that and like if you take a there was one time i can't remember if it was for a job or what but i went like eight months without smoking you go back to that and that's like you're on acid yeah that's say. a hell of a tolerance break man i don't think i've ever yeah. been eight months i'm trying to think like probably the longest i went i've in the last couple months i probably went one month and that's enough right there you're just like whoa there was one like I'm still job there. where I knew I was going to get dropped uh, as a condition of employment. It's like the only time I've ever agreed to do that because really, I really hate that shit. I usually check no on the box if that's an option. But I was just in a certain situation where I was taking this job no matter what. So I was like, I'll piss in your fucking cup. 
and I went without for like <laughs> a week or maybe eight or nine days and then got my own little kit to piss in from Walgreens and I pissed negative on it. So I was like, all right, I'm good. So then I just stayed good. Right. They didn't even pop me for like three more weeks. Like I was on oh, the job and you. training and then they were like, oh yeah, I guess we still have to do that weed test. I was like, yeah, let's just get that fucking scheduled already, huh? I don't know if it was like, because it was just a very small place that I worked. It was just one guy and he had two of us working for him. And he wanted to test you? And uh, yeah, it was part what? of his thing. I don't know, man. Wow. He's like a very much uh, by the book sort of a guy. That's weird. Like I've never been in a situation, like even like. It was weird. I just can't think of a situation where there's like, in, other than like a corporation that I've ever had a big. I know. Yeah. Right. It's usually like a big ass cube farm or something. Never like food service. Working, it's never bartending. Yeah. It's never any kind of gig work. Uh, right. Yeah. They asked for Maybe. Apple when I when I signed up for Apple to work as a campus rep. One of the things on the application was like, "Would you submit to a drug or alcohol screening as a condition of employment?" And I checked no. So I was like, very much against that shit. And uh, they still called me and hobby or uh, hired me anyway. Yeah, I mean, because I think at this point, like what's the percentage of the population that smokes weed and it stays in your system for so long? Like you can get drunk and coked up and be good two days later on any kind of drug test. Yep. But weeds in your system for forever. So it's like so many people smoke it now. It's like, I can, it depends with different people. I haven't people. been drug tested for a job in a long time. Another thing that's wild though, is because it's fat soluble, sometimes it can store in your fat and then like sit yeah, around just, and then maybe that fat got gets nutrients used. in it. That fat gets used later on, you know, and all of a sudden the THC gets pulled out of that. So that's why it can survive so long. So honestly, if you think about it that way, if you're like a long-term stoner and you piss negative, you could maybe still piss positive in the future afterwards, after that. I have a crystal meth medical card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm doctor prescribed. Uh, Nick the Rat's got to hook me up with this guy, man. Got he's got the answers to all of my uh, problems. That dark that dark sewer meth. Line up for um, the dark I don't know, sewer it, Can you give course. me a? You this is gonna be scored and um, like attached to my social security number, yep. like a citizenship test or something, right? Yeah, like this test you're giving me. It'll affect what's the, the algorithm of how many people download your show in the future. <laughs> from, uh, this what's, sh- from this show to that show. What's my score so far? So far tonight, I'm average. All right, average. I can do that. <laughs> No, you're doing, you're doing great, darling. You're doing great. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Uh, quality. What's, what's the next one? Quality. So when I very first started, when I was still in high school, all that was around was swag. All we knew was swag. It was the Mexican brick. It's all you had. That that was what weed was. I didn't even understand there was anything else. Uh, we sometimes got sort of a midi level thing. We called it crumble weed, but it was just like dry nugs that would crumble when you pinch it up. And that was like the best shit. We thought that was like crazy. And then it wasn't until... Definitely easier to break up. Wasn't until college that I got uh, an actual look at like real nug, you know? Something that was grown indoors professionally. Right. And not smuggled anywhere, unreasonably, anyway. Uh, what, what about you? What are, what are the What's the quality thing? And then can you ever go back? The quality, what do you mean, like the quality? Yeah, like did you start uh, off on brick? Oh, that I started with, that's the part I missed. Okay, yeah, so 
the first thing, the first time, well, I don't know what it was when we first smoked it. You understand, understand I'm an old But like man, the first time dude. we bought it, or maybe it was like a brown nug. Okay. Brown. Brown, brown town. That brown town, baby. Fucked up, dude. My, th- my friend was in the barn thinking his hair was on fire. He was so high. Oh, fuck. And that's the thing is like, looking back on that, like we all still wonder, it's like, was that laced? Or was that just like, we hadn't smoked before, so we were... Doing the same thing. I've seen people smoke like just regular good weed do the first time they smoke. So yeah. it's like we still haven't been able to figure that out. Those early times too, I feel like you're so susceptible. Like when I was first smoking weed, we would get high off of things that you're. there's no fucking possible way to get high on. Oh, God. Like ditch fucking weed. Some jackasses had me like trick peer pressure me into trying to air duster one time. That was fucking a thing. I'll never make that mistake again. Oh, fuck, dude. I had a roommate that used to do the duster. Dude, it was Quite fucking frequently. retarded. Yeah. It's like one hit, and I was like, this is just like the worst. It's like immediate, horrible, like Instant worst regret. decision I've ever made. Oh, yeah. no. Because I was like 15 or something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe not. I might have been older than I might have been 16 or 17, but I feel like sometimes like only 15 year old should do. So uh, sometimes I'm grateful I was like sheltered <laughs> at the exact age and like for the exact severity that I was. Because I feel like I could I could have gotten to a lot wilder shit, you know? And it was just the fact that I was, like, just socially cut off in the homeschool world. That the wildest of, shit I was, like, the wildest shit I, like, happened was usually from, like, people at, like, a certain class of people, like, a certain, like, clique of people at, like, either church or at uh, the private school. Like, those places okay. were, it was weird how, um, it was almost like the... The riffraff was twice as bad because it's a suppressed environment, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's that that's that's for sure how Scouts was. And it was just one yeah. age group. It was like one patrol, you know, that was like the problem patrol. And I was like a year older than them, but I thought they were funny as hell. And so when I was like in the leadership of the troop and stuff, I always like, you know, I wasn't so punitive with those kids as like most of the other adults were and most of the other leadership was. Just because I thought they were funny, and uh, I also kind of was like the voice of reason for them, right? Like I tried to be. It really didn't work that last year, but I sort of tried to like engage in and participate in some of the fun dumb shit that they would do, but then not uh, let it go too far. Like we made these like raccoon traps, we called them, but really it was just tying a rope to a rock and then throwing the rope over a fucking tree limb and then you know, pulling the rock up in the air and letting it fall from like <laughs> 20 feet up or something. And we'd smash things on a big rock below that. We call it a coon trap, but there's no way you're going to like get a raccoon under that thing, you know? So we'd fill up uh milk cartons full of piss and smash it? those. No, we never got a kid. No. And that's the kind of thing. Like I was there to make sure like, cause it's like, that dude, if, if this falls on somebody's head, if we have to have first aid, if we have to have paramedics, if we have to have all this shit, then everyone's going to be in big motherfucking trouble. And we won't have to, you know, there would be none of this fun ever again. And that, that sort of voice was always alive in my mind. Then it was a lot alive in anybody else's mind. <laughs> I was the guy oh, that I, was like, dude, I know dude, exactly what you mean. And this is certain, fun. Has- and I want it to keep going. <laughs> Not like this is fun. What else can we do? But it's like, this is fun. I want to be able to have fun forever. You know? Right. Yeah. I, call I mean, the yeah, for sure. I know exactly what you mean. There's been several times where I've been like the only person saying like, this is probably a bad idea. But then there's also been times where somebody has been saying that to me. So, you know, it's a circle yep. of bad ideas. Circle of life. 
the circle of life. You got to bail your buddies out sometimes. Um, yeah. When, right. Right. <laughs> right. The first time I ever got like true nug, I remember, um, this, you know, kids would ask me where to find weed and this and that. And I didn't really know when I went to college, you know, I was like, I don't know anybody in this fucking town, but so my buddy's like, yeah, we found some, I got this, I got this shit for 60 bucks. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, you probably got a lot. And he's like, yeah, it's an eighth. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because an eighth was a dime to me, 10 bucks, you know, forever. I had never paid more than that. So I'm like laughing at this kid like he's some kind of fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he shows me this weed and it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was like, that's, that's weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh. I was, you know, um, it's like the first time all over again when you experience that higher quality. Oh, yeah. But then it's like you're saying, you kind of look back and wonder, like, how was I high off of <laughs> literal leaves of hemp that we were putting in bowls? Like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, and I've known, I've, like, at this point, I think I've, at least with certain things that I know what they should be like, have ma- have distinguished the difference between what a placebo can and cannot do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, the placebo well, effect is real, because I've, like, but it's like... There's a certain point where it's like, back then, the placebo effect couldn't have done that to me, even if it was the first time. I almost wonder, too, if... Because I think about myself in high school, and I'm so easily influenced just by, like, even people being around. Like, certain people being around would put me in a certain mindset and a certain uh, feeling, you know? Or, like... um, I don't know when when you're on a roll with like a certain dumbass inside joke that just goes spirals out of control and like you're just cackling like you could be in any fucking state of consciousness but it wouldn't matter because that's the experience that you're having you know and that's what you're oh, gonna God. remember about the experience too it's just laughing to your fucking stomach hurts over something that's just nobody understands you know yeah we had inside jokes that lasted years that were probably like looking back on them not funny at all but to us it was just the funniest shit ever Right. Yeah, for sure. Where you're just like for laughing sure. so hard you're gonna get kicked out of a place. <laughs> and they're like, What? Oh, and you're dude. Like, dude, it's the story of douche, you wouldn't understand. Like <laughs> Like you kids are fucking retarded. Get out of my get out of my steak and shake. <laughs> dude, that still happens to me once a year probably. Hey man, Shit. you can't you can't go a full year without getting kicked out of a burger joint. I mean, we've never been kicked out, but it's like we're riding the line pretty hard. A couple, you like, get you, you get know. like the evil eye from the corner. Yeah, you get like when everybody's fucking shit faced and they're playing that Queen Bee arcade game. You have like, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about with eight people. Yeah, like me and seven of my friends are like all playing Queen Bee, just hammered, screaming at each other, <laughs> <laughs> like screaming at each other in the uh... middle of a, in the middle of an arcade. Like it gets a little like. I mean, it's a bar in arcade, so it's just like already kind of rowdy and loud. But like when you're just like literally telling, it's like "fuck your mother, go die." <laughs> it's like that kind of shit. It's yeah. like, it gets like uh, hot under the collar. But everybody's so drunk that they don't even notice until like think about it afterwards. Like that was probably, and nobody's got the balls to come up and talk to anybody that's acting like that. So yeah, bottom line, you got to get kicked out of some places once in a while, or at least ride the line. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, though. Once it's like a, a built-in defense mechanism where, like you're saying, people don't want to fuck with you. So they're like, <laughs> they're irritated, but they know if they approach you, they're just going to make it worse. So they're just trying to wait you out. Right. Just like, God, I wish they would finish their fucking pizza and leave. 
<laughs> and you're like, there's no you time boys for ready for another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you uh, drinking on? But the the great thing about situations like that is usually like no matter how ridiculous you're being, even if you're just like drunk on like for somebody's birthday or bachelor party at a place like that, like usually no matter how ridiculous you're being, there's at least one other group of people in the place that are worse. So you're like you're like you know you're off the radar a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, like when when we lived in Murfreesboro and we would be smoking, uh, you know like we kind of were like right by the campus and it was like a shitty part shitty part of town there's shootings and stuff all the time and there's a crack house a couple doors down and you know it was like we never we've never really had we had maybe one incident other than like people asking you for money or cigarettes when they walk down the street once in a while like <laughs> we were in this house and it's like we had we came to this conclusion it was like okay this is kind of to our benefit because like nobody cares that we're smoking weed in here with all this crazy shit going on yep. outside yep <laughs> Get better things to fuck with, yeah. Yeah, we are off the fucking radar. Like there was a shooting in the apartment complex across the street yesterday. We are golden, but <laughs> we're good to go. Yeah, well, we never hurt nobody. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, do it was like kind of like calming, you know, compared to like smoking weed, like where we had lived before, you know. Sure, like, where you gotta like hide and spray the spray right. and. Yeah, exactly. Blow it through a fucking toilet paper tube. You ever do that? The dube tube? Uh, yeah. yeah. Out the window. Try that one. Yeah. doesn't work, but you always try it. Yeah. You like <laughs> just stand on a toilet and like works. blow it up into that <laughs> shitty little fan. Like that's going to fucking yeah. do anything. Yeah, that doesn't work. No. Like really the best way to do it is the edibles if you're trying to like not <laughs> leave a trace. I used to have this vapor genie. You ever uh, hear of a vapor genie? No. It looks like a Don't pie. You know it is. It looks like a pipe, but it's a vaporizer that you can, like, use a lighter with. And it basically, there's this big wooden bead that screws on top of your bowl, and it has a charcoal filter in it. And so then you're hitting the charcoal, and your weed's not burning, it's just vaping. Let me see if I can even pull it up if they make them. That sounds... That's still... I feel like... I, I, I gotta figure out... I feel like I've seen those, genie. but I didn't know what to call them. It sounds, sounds like, like a little... 21 plus enter. Yeah, that's me. That smells like, like burnt popcorn. They've got a Volta, <laughs> which looks... Ah, there we go. Classic. Yeah, they still got these bad boys. The classic oak, that's the one I had. I can't remember... Oh, actually, I do remember. Uh, my girlfriend at the time's roommate, uh, I went to... She lived at Texas at the time, so I went down to Texas for her birthday... And her roommate flew out from California to kick it too, and then ended up giving me this vapor genie as like a, I don't know. My birthday was the month before, but I ended up getting a cooler present than my girlfriend did. She got me one of these, and then like an eighth of weed in there, and then I almost got fucking busted in DFW, bro. That was the closest I've ever come. Well, probably tied for the two closest times. There's only twice in my life where I thought I was seriously fucked, and that was one of them. Um, what was the other yeah. one? Huh. The other one Lorian was with. Yeah, it was my birthday. Um, we were coming back, going back to my college town from my hometown, Kansas City to Columbia. It was her birthday, and it was like one thirty-two in the morning, something like that. And you just can't really do a lot of highway driving at that hour without getting attention. Yeah, we were like the only car on the road in this patch. We were the only car. I had a fucking peace sign. On the back of my car, it was the only indicator. 
of anything. Right. It was this? Uh, it was like a silver peace sign sticker on the back. You know, it it looked like like, like, like so the, close like to something the, the mystery machine would have. No, honestly, it looked more like. Uh, I mean, it looked like if you made the Volkswagen symbol into a peace sign. Like it was really blended in, but it just was technically the peace sign was the only problem. Like it wasn't like a fucking rainbow peace sign that said like <laughs> higher than you are man or something stupid. No. Or like, <laughs> would you would you be more likely to get pulled over driving in any type of car that has a peace sign on it or the literal mystery machine? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a peace sign. Probably I feel like the if you're driving the literal sign. mystery machine, they'd be like, all right, they're cool. I should have got they know the, where they're going. The, the war sign. If I would have had the universal sign for war on the back of my car, they would have been like, hell yeah, brother, right on. <laughs> but I got pulled over for, I don't know, some fucking nonsense. I think I was, I think I had the cruise control set at four over. 74 and a 70 or something like that. Four over? What and kind of red state, what kind of communist state do you live in, man? I think Four that the guy over? was just, uh, and I've heard cops say this too, that they'll just like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, wrong button. I was tr- they do that sorry. for sure. <laughs> TikTok. They, uh, <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, I'm fucking. Uh, wow. I am really <laughs> high. Oh, I'm lay off the weed. Basically, if they follow you long enough, they'll just pull you over and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you did this. You know, like you slightly moved to the right or whatever. He even like complimented me on my lane change, but he said, I've been following you for like two miles and you haven't changed speeds and it's been 74. So I know you have it set over the speed limit, basically. But he was he didn't give a fuck about the. He wasn't going to give me a speeding ticket. And he even told me that from the beginning. He was trying to find pot and he, he was like sure that I had pot. And. I'm not sure if I had pot. They probably could have found, like, a dirty chillum if they looked good enough, would be my guess. But, like, I didn't have any weed on me, you know? But I did have, like, a big <laughs> wad of fucking money in my front pocket. Or, well, actually, in my in my pocket pocket. It ended up in my front pocket after he searched me. But, man, that was the only time I've ever been cuffed. He, like, cuffed me and led me to his car. And yeah. I can't even remember why or what it was. Oh, because, so he was just like, I need to search your shit. And I was like telling him no. And then he ordered me out of the car because you can do that. So I got out of the car. But I just kept on being like, no, nah, I really can't let you search my car. I'm not going to do that. I don't have anything in it. I'm just not going to let you search. Cause yeah, I don't consent to search. <laughs> it was drilled into us, you know what I mean? I even, right. told, I even told him, you know, my uncle's a lawyer and he'd be disappointed. My uncle's not a lawyer, but. You know, half of my circle was lawyers in the fucking weed activism game, and we all knew how to play it, you know? Yeah. So they separated us. I, I was in fucking cuffs, and then he patted me down. He's like, well, you're acting all suspicious and weird. And I'm like, <laughs> officer, I've just never been in handcuffs in my life before, okay? So you'll have to forgive me if I, like, seem a little stressed out. But this is, like, this is a new one for me. You know, this doesn't really happen to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he found my cash, and he's like, what's all this cash about, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck, it's my girlfriend's birthday, and that's my rent. So, like, that's it. I'm coming back from my mom and dad's house. Was it in your wallet or literally a wad? It was a, it was a wad with a fucking rubber band around it. Uh, oh, I see. That's It was, it was enough get you. for... For I've had my cash confiscated from my wallet. Well, that's what I told oh. him. To, that's what I told him, too. I was like, man, I've read articles about you guys stealing money from people and like I need that money that's my rent money I cannot lose that money 
you know, like I'm paying it tomorrow and it was the end of the month, uh, kind of close to the beginning of the month. So it all like lined up, but Lorian ended up saying the same shit, which wasn't really, none of it was untrue. There were just certain truths behind it that weren't being revealed, you know, but, uh, everything we said was not a lie. Um, and we didn't say much. We didn't (laughs) say a lot. Right. And, uh, in the end it was just like, oh, and fuck. When I had just left, my buddy had like dropped two of these pills in my front yeah. pocket like a smart <laughs> ass. It was like a blue and white long plastic <laughs> pills. They were like some sort of ecstasy or something. I don't know. I never ended up eating them because I, I really wasn't that big <laughs> in that shit anyway. And uh, he pulls those two things out and he's like, what's this? And I just go, Tylenol sinus. <laughs> like it's the first thing <laughs> yeah. that came to my head. <laughs> and he was just like, he just like nodded and put it put, a, back. put it back in my pocket. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. I could uh I'll have to tell you a story once we're off air that's just pretty yeah. Uh, a lot like that. Dude, I, I was I shaking. Had, I thought I, I had I've been to Bonnaroo so many years, but I had one year that just was like fucking crazy. I'll tell you about it after the show. But yeah, one of my buddies, <laughs> like he hadn't been to Bonnaroo yet, and it was like my f- 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 uh fourth year maybe. <laughs> and he, he's wanting to go to Bonnaroo. He's like, How much Bonnaroo cost you? I hadn't seen him in a while. I was like, ah, about seven thousand dollars <laughs> oh fuck uh, yeah well it anyway, can uh, it can cost <laughs> yeah uh fuck uh, yeah remind me to tell you that story okay later but yeah he ended up It'll be a uh, post-show exclusive he basically finally walked up to me and he's like you know i only got one canine and he's down at the lake right now on a job but he's like i promise you if that canine could have come then we'd have a different conversation but because I know something's in there. And I was like, dude, I told you a hundred times nothing's in there. But you can, I know somebody who had two canine insist. units come to their car, sniff it, and he had like an eight ball of molly in the car and some ecstasy and the dogs didn't pick up on it at all. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I like, would imagine Those dogs aren't worth shit for uncertain things. It's like, but if you got weed or oh, yeah. know, something else. Weed, you can definitely fucking smell. I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't really need to be need a, dog a dog to figure out weed. That's yeah. pretty much like the... It's just fucked up that, like, the best, safest drug is the one that's in your system the longest Whoa. to test for and, like, the hardest one to hide use of, that's and it's, like, the best for you. That's why it's the linchpin of the entire war on drugs, man, because yeah. the war on drugs would be, I mean, it's already impossible to enforce, but there wouldn't even be a starting point without weed and weed smell, you know? Yeah. Well, I also, like, am not, like, everything has good and bad, and I really liked, Lauren, your, um... I guess it was a couple episodes ago on Bullet Triple. You you were talking about how it's like, well, weed will make people more docile. So it's almost like this legalization push. Like they can use this to their advantage, especially if they're locking us up and they give us weed to make us okay with being locked up. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was a really good point, Lori. They're essential businesses too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Do you ever have a favorite? I always smoke once a year to see what George Soros is putting in the weed. <laughs> you got to know. <laughs> you got to get the firmware update. Uh, did you ever have a favorite piece? Oh man, I bought my one of my best buddies early on. I bought him this huge, long glass Gandalf pipe, like a long yeah, pipe. Yeah, I like Gandalfs. Like really long, like and uh, it was glass. It was like a real cool color of like purple crystal. Nice. And and uh, it hit like a champ. I've never. We, we would smoke that thing all the time, and one day he was really high and stood up with it in his lap, and it shattered all over the back deck that he had. Oh, man. That was an awesome back deck. Though. Was like the look over, the view over Kingston, watching the boats 
it's crazy because you you could see so far across the lake to the other side of town. One time we saw a cop car like turn on his lights and squeal in another one. And you, we had binoculars, so we'd be looking across town, just baked out of our heads, like <laughs> looking across, like across the water, through the trees, off his deck, overlooking like this downtown area where the courthouse is. And you would see like a car make a squeal and burn out, and it would take like a couple seconds for the sound to hit you, because it was like that far. Whoa! It was like something really loud. That's pretty good. Crazy. Wow. Which is crazy when you're high to have that like time delay between seeing something with binoculars and then hearing it. I know you always feel like some kind of like expert at physics or something when you're yeah. like, oh yes time that's travel. because the light travels faster and it hits my eye before <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like thinking to yourself in your head like oh I and I know why that is because I remember in physical science you know, for me it was like making up other alternate reasons of why that happens <laughs> it's like time and time and space or like time and sound light time and space work to where light and sound actually move at the exact same speed but I'm from the future, and I saw that happen before it happened. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. <laughs> uh, best piece name that you ever had? Did you ever have, like, a favorite name? Oh, God. My buddy had this huge Indian pipe he got at, like, the... It might have been... You know, it was before we ever went to the Cherokee Casino, but it was, like... I think it was from Cherokee in North Carolina. And we called it... Oh, well done. That was the only name I could think of having a pipe. Yeah. You went from average to above average with that single answer on our questionnaire here. <laughs> the judges the judges liked that one back there. Uh, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only name I was like, I can't think of naming another piece. It's beautiful. Yeah, we... Uh, we always like try not to get too clever. Like the first Gandalf I ever had was Gandalf, because um, it was okay, just like yeah. nothing else to call it. You know, it was the first it's Gandalf like, yeah, pipe that we had is. ever had. And yeah, and those are great. They hit so well. It's crazy because you got so much draw. Yep. Wow. But then we had like goofy names that didn't even make sense. Like you remember Steve Jobs? Yeah. We had a pipe <laughs> called Steve Jobs, and it was just kind of like a pretty shitty spoon, you know? Total pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Just like your standard spoon, but it had like a certain color scheme. I don't know what it was about. It was like green and yellow and kind of like aqua-ish green too. Like it wasn't like green, green. But anyway, we fucking Steve Jobs for some reason that like it was just like, oh, you know where Steve Jobs is? And it wasn't even like ceremoniously named. It was just like everyone all of a sudden knew that Steve Jobs was the pipe that you're referring to, you know, like, <laughs> do you guys think it's, you might've forgotten like the origin story or if it, it's, or did someone just start, call it that for no reason? And then it stuck. It's possible. I don't know. I feel like it was either like you or me no reason. picked it out, but it just became Steve Jobs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was that dragon's name? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> the the, the one lizard that... looking one that, Got smashed. Yeah, the one that uh, what's his nuts broke. <laughs> yeah, we played or broke during drinking Jenga. Yep. Oh, I don't remember its name. I didn't have time to get attached to that one. <laughs> I know you had it for so little. I felt time. like I called it Lizard King, like Jim Morrison or something. That could be. Because I always thought of it as like Wait, a lizard. What about was it like Raul? Oh, you're talking about an, a different piece than I'm even thinking about. It was like pretty. I remember it was the dragon like piece. Intense. Yeah. I think it was Raul. I think it was Raul. <laughs> it's just some random name. Now that I'm thinking about it. I had. Um, I'm trying to like remember 
some some pipe names. Blue. You know? <laughs> blue was blue. If you can imagine that, it was a blue bong. This has always been the steamroller. Yeah, the steamroller. Man. And it's just a big fucking steam. Like, you could use this as a self-defense weapon. No shit. You You're making me want to name more of more. St <clears throat> Sorry. Yawn cough. You're making me want to name more things than it, I have. It's like, I'm looking. Like, I want to start naming glasses. Like, just regular, like, drinking yeah. glasses. <laughs> like, See. start naming, like. I feel like I was way more into that at the beginning. When well. I first got. When I first started smoking weed, dude, I was into it it was like oh same fucking passionately into it i know shit kept a notebook list of everyone i had ever smoked pot with and it started like right when i started smoking weed and by the time i got to college <laughs> there was like 124 How names on it and like some of Damn. them would be like Keith, Keith's homie, Keith's homie number two. You know, there would be like people that I didn't even know their fucking name, but I still put them down on the list because I was trying to keep like track of how many people I've smoked with. And uh, it wasn't even a full year into when I was smoking. And I was like, you know, not only is this getting impossible, but it's also probably pretty fucking stupid to have everyone's name written down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I burned it. So that was it. like my first thought. I burned it. Oh, but I didn't even think funny. that way until like college and... And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy if some fucking retard had a had my name in a notebook full. <laughs> no. Like, oh shit. I didn't think this was. Oh, that's funny though. No, I was just so no, into it. I was like, dude, it's yeah. been so many people, you know? Oh, dude, I remember like when I first I was I was kinda like this when I first tripped. There was like the first year after like my life changing first psychedelic experience where it was like anybody that would listen, I'd be like this is something you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I was like, after about a year, I was like, man, it's like, not everybody wants to do this. Why do I think this is like such an important thing for people to try? I mean, I mean, it's not like I was talking to like random people or like people that wouldn't, I know wouldn't be into it, but it was like people that like smoked with me. It was like, this, this is the answer. And then like, after a while, you're just like, well, is it? I just got overexcited. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes sense. Like with weed is the same it's, to a lesser extent that, where you're uh, just like super into it. And that, then it's like, what's the first rule of being high? It's like not to talk about how high you are. Is that, something you like that, that. Rule? I've never yeah. heard that. Same thing with psychedelics. It's like, which of course is like nobody follows that rule, but yeah, you don't want to like, you don't, it's like, you. it's like everybody when they have some experience like that, whether it's drug related or not, they want to be like the Johnny Appleseed of it all of a sudden, including myself. Yeah, you go it's through that like phase. you go through that evangelical phase or something where you just like, or just like not even necessarily where you're trying to spread the love of it around, to spread the love for to put it in a positive way, but also just like you're just like eat, sleeping, and breathing it. That's right. like what you're thinking you're about. You're reading about it. You're like, yeah. It was yeah, weird for me. I like just wrote about for some of people poetry. that's Star Wars or you know Got some people it. that's like you know doesn't have to be drugs. It definitely like rocked my whole world but it also i don't know it's so weird because the first time i ever actually tripped on lsd um my buddy had got it sent from him uh one of his friends back east in a greeting card and uh when we were trip because he was all excited because it was my first time and he was like you know gonna be the guy that punched my first ticket or whatever and then i don't know if i was just like so ready or so you know, it like just already lined up with my personality and curiosity naturally enough. 
to where he was like convinced that I had tripped like a bunch of different times and that I was just fucking with him that I had never tripped. Like, oh yeah, that was on that was his trip that he get, became convinced <laughs> of. Whereas me, I was just like, no, I was just like go rapping off of just everything that came up, you know. I was like, yeah, uh, oh exactly, yeah. You know, like I don't know. It's so hard to fucking translate to like just normal world reality. But like, I, mean, I love that McQu- McKenna quote. Uh, There's a world outside of language. It's just hard as hell to talk about it. Yeah, it's like when you're. <laughs> when you're all three sitting on some fucking stoop of some burnt out house in the woods, that's like some ruins of some house. And then like you're speaking and gesturing to the forest. And as you're doing it, you're like painting colors onto the leaves just by talking and in a certain tone (laughs) and gesturing in a certain motion. But like everyone else can see exactly what you're doing with that. And like the colors that you're making Mm -hmm. and shit, it's fucking like that kind of stuff. I was just playing little trip games all the time. And that's what he, he was just like, dude, there's no way this is like your first time. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm just having a lot of fucking fun. I don't know what you're talking about. You were like almost like the psychic leader of the group. In a way. If you were able to paint stuff like, yeah, I've seen, I've had like shared it, uh, I mean, I felt like a little kid who had just had like, who had just been shown finger paints for the first time or something. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, look right. at all these fucking colors. Really? is the main <laughs> Have you thing. ever had, like, it's happened to a couple of people I know in different instances on uh, mushrooms and acid where everybody in the, like, especially if there's just two of you or three, you can't tell who's talking. You can't tell if you're talking or listening and you guys are all kind of like mind melded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've definitely been in that. And you're like, am I are you am I listening to you or am I talking here? And also like it's, that's crazy. Talking that's without like, talking. Talking with eye contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I want <laughs> There are certain times where there's like obvious shit going on and you do that with people. Like you'll like exchange a glance either in an, an uncomfortable situation or maybe perhaps like a dangerous or potentially dangerous situation that can go on. But then the in in my experience, the only time that happens with totally mundane shit, like, uh, hey, do we still have Doritos left or something on that level, you know, not exactly that, but something on that importance level, like the only time those kind of messages bleed through with just glances is when you're tripping. Man, I can't. Doritos tripping, it's like, I can't eat tripping. I can't. I just, I don't know how. I've seen people do it and it blows my mind every time that, like, that food is wiggling and you're eating yeah. it. Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends. Yeah. Drinking liquor. That's, that's a good one. I feel like it's like working against each other, though. It's like a an unstoppable force hits a immovable object, and then you just hit. Nothing happens. It's like it cancels each other out, and you're stuck it with them just pushing each other, and nothing happens. For me, I never. When I unless was, you took a lot of psychedelics, when then, I was tripping, alcohol doesn't do shit. I never could uh, actually get inebriated, you know. Right. But the the extra energy and I don't know gusto or whatever that you get from liquor that can come through. I don't know. This is fucked up to say, yeah. and this is so many years ago that it's fine. But like, <laughs> we were tripping once uh, on the plaza in Kansas City. Or in Westport, and um, this is years back. But like, if we wouldn't have had those ten whiskeys, like I never would have been able to drive out of there. We wouldn't. We'd still be there to this day. Oh yeah, they they do cancel each other out and level you out. Yeah, for sure. 
But then there's just this point where you're like, oh, I'm all right. <laughs> and anybody like objectively outside looking at that would be horrified. But I don't know. It's just like, well, it's this. Yeah, you, they do cancel each other. Yeah, I know. I get you. I get exactly what you're saying. It's like, man, uh, I actually took those. I took those whiskeys like if you're, for safety, if you're, man. Like, come on, be reasonable. Like if you're way too fucked up, like on some mushrooms. And it might work with acid, but if you took enough, it's not going to help. It's not going to make a difference. But Man, my body yeah, tried like to drive out of there. A couple shots of booze. And he was driving. shots of booze will get you. He drove right. in a big fucking circle. And then my other buddy was like, let me try it. Let me try it. Even though I was like, oh my God. guys, I kind of am the one that grew up here. Because <laughs> uh, there was one kid from fucking Boston and another kid from uh, Colorado. Western Colorado. Wait, why did you have to leave? See, at that point, I just like would just hang out if you're, everybody's content where they are. It was kind of getting late type of thing oh, we, were, we were at a bar yeah, yeah. like we were out in public oh. we were out in public at a bar you know oh okay so it was okay. sort of time and then even in the car even in the parking lot these two dudes were like making us for a mark for sure and they were like circling um what two dudes these two dudes in the parking lot they were they were just two just dudes ra- that were they were they already us. in the bar they were in the parking lot when we came out so, so but they weren't but already they, in the bar i don't think they were already they- in the bar they were just scoping the parking lot because I think it's sometimes the you get like purse snatchers or pickpockets that do that um, during closing time, and we couldn't find our fucking key, and so they were like, "Oh, here we go, perfect." And so then I just like whipped out my cell phone, and I was like, "Oh yeah, thanks. All right, ver- see you soon." And then I said, "Guys, this is awesome. Triple A's only two minutes away. They'll be here like in two minutes." And those guys like turned Good. around and walked away. But Genius. It was just like. Cause my other hand went to my knife and then I was like, dude, the phone is way more powerful a weapon than the knife. And so then I like faked that phone call and they just dipped. But I mean, come on. Yeah. AAA in two two minutes, bro. What are you going to get that? (laughs) That's literally never going to (laughs) happen. Right. (laughs) But it worked. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you could have acted like, uh, yeah, you, I mean, it could have been like, You've already called them once and you're calling again to check up or they just called you. Yeah, you know, that's true. It could have already been scheduled. Also, when you're like out robbing people in parking lots, like you're probably not like deeply analyzing that kind of shit. You're just like, oh, fuck, no. let's find the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, triple A, man, fuck. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, I mean, that that is a good that's a good uh, that's a good out you had. <laughs> I just it just I can't even take credit for it. It's just one of those things that like came from the ether and I let it flow through me, you know, it's like, Oh, we're doing this now. Cause that's going to yeah. work. <laughs> um, so in the stoner culture, we kind of by clicks and by old etiquette and by word of mouth, establish a lot of different weird, funny etiquette and rules and, and rituals too. And I was wondering if you had like a favorite one that stood out to you or like a etiquette or smoking rule that you always liked the best. Hmm. The one that I don't, I don't, it might have been somebody I know that came up with it, and that's why you didn't recognize it because I thought you would. But like, so it's spread around like town so much and between our friend group that like rule number one of getting high, don't talk about, don't talk about how high you are. Right. Is like what, because we all did that for like a, the first year of smoking and it just became accepted as like, like, don't even bring it up because we have so many other things to talk about. Okay, interesting. Instead of like the don't even unless like there's something different about the weed, you don't talk about the weed. You just we're just getting into different conversation because it, we it's like at a certain point you're talking. It's like I don't know if that, does that make sense. 
Yeah, like, totally. You got it's like it's like watching uh, every episode of Seinfeld, and then it's like rule number one of Seinfeld is watch some more shows before you talk about Seinfeld again and watch it. Yeah, because you just like spend a year watching Seinfeld. That makes sense. So that might I'm just like armchair psychology must my reasoning for remembering that phrase. So let's think. Uh, I mean, puff puff pass is an obvious rule. I don't yeah. know. What do you about you? Puff Puff Pass, I always liked just because of its balance. You know, it's like, uh, right. it's just like, hey, you know, take some for yourself and take some for yourself, but then pass that shit over here. But you don't want to just like <laughs> hit it and then quit it too, because it's like, you know, we're, we're all relaxing here. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make sure it works. You know, I always like exactly. that one a lot because of the balance thing. Um, I had another thing I was thinking of, and now I forget. There's always pass to the left. Um, oh, and I think I brought this Wait, one Wait, you pass to the left? I always have passed to the left. Okay, what's that? I don't know. It just was a thing. It was just like a huh. known thing. It was just like to the left. So when anybody fucked up rotation, it was because they didn't pass to the left. And sometimes it's like a guy walks off for a piss, a guy comes back into the circle, and like the order's fucked up. But Yeah, I mean, there's... I. On that, it's I'm just sure like, there's well, there's times when you're in circles, but then there's sometimes where there's so many people around that it's like people are doing different things in different parts of the room, and you just kind of know who's after you. Sure, yeah. Take yeah. It to him. Well, that gets tough too. Like when you're when you're all in motion, then it's like there is no left, you know. Yeah, oh, it's usually like if there's like eight people in a house and you have two bowls going sure, around, and yeah. it's just like they're going different ways. I don't know. At a certain point, when you're like smoking that often too, like people stop to really care if it's their turn or not because everybody's <laughs> still high. <laughs> so it's like just it'll be sitting on the table. Anybody who wants it, go ahead and smoke it. There's a blunt going to and a blunt in the other room. And when you have something like that going on, it's just like puff puff pass kind of goes out the window, and it's like you're just up for grabs. There's one that it's not really more like it's not etiquette. It's more of like a ritual or game where people will like. I've got mixed feelings about this one, but people will load a bowl and it's fresh and ready to go. And then some will just simply do like the Marco thing. And then whoever polos, like they'll hand it to them. Or sometimes it's like an obscure trivia question or like a, they'll like ask a question out loud because nobody really knows what's going on. And then like the first person that answers that question, right? Like they'll hand them a green bowl. And it's <laughs> funny because there's a part of me that wishes like I was clever enough to like do that every time. But then there's also a part of me that gets, like, burnt out on it very quickly, you know? Like, if it's, like, the third bowl of a of a, the night or the session, and then it's all of a sudden there's still this game going on of, like, who gets greens, it's like, all right, all right, man, come on. We're just smoking, you know? But Right, yeah. But That every, made me think of a different rule. The first time it ever is used, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's very cool, you know? I don't know. There's something about it that, like, is catchy to me. But then I never adopt it, and I think that's why. I think it would just get old. Yeah, you'd have to change it up. Because otherwise, you always have one or two people um, yeah, you probably winning it, too. Yeah. Because everybody else is like, if you're half paying attention. Exactly. Uh, but that made me think of a, uh, that made me totally think of uh, one that I didn't, none of us learned. Like, out of like the six or eight people I was steadily smoking with, like, in the first year or two of smoking, like, it took any of us a while to even consider when you have a, a bowl or a bong, just like light the corner of it and oh, leave green. Yeah. Cornering. That's the bowl. a big one. That's a big courtesy. Absolutely. 
And it's like now it's just habit, but like none of us were doing that back in the day until somebody was like, you know, you can do that, right? And then we were all like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, dude, just corner the bull, asshole. Oh. Right. So that's a, I think that's even bigger than Puff Puff has. Yeah, cornering the bull. It's funny because um, just like you said, you never know until somebody checks you on it. And then, yeah. And then none of us had ever even considered it. It's such a, when it's pointed out to you, it becomes instantly so obvious that. You're right. Like I, did, I never thought about that either, because I just, it's just so automatic, you know. Yeah, none, none of us had even like. Uh, it'd be like, it'd be like pulling your pants all the way down to your ankles to piss in a urinal, you know. It's right. like, right. That's, you never know why that's wrong until like you go to fucking right kindergarten. Well, I've known way more people to people like, dude, spark up a whole bowl when it's green than I have ever known to pull their pants all the way down to piss. But it is a similar thing. Like once you don't. Once you know about it, then yeah, you're never going to make that mistake again. Yeah, you would never even think of it. You would feel the same sort of shame, I think. <laughs> right. Instantly. Like, it's dude, funny, you, though, because we, we, we all were doing that, and nobody even cared. It's not like it's not like some of us were doing it, and then like and, and like some of us were getting upset. It was like none of us like even knew to call each other out on it, because we were all doing yeah. it. We all had never considered anything. They're like, dude, you roasted all the greens you're right. on the first hit. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was a good first hit, though. Yeah, there's greens <laughs> underneath that, I guess. <laughs> right? It's still cherry, man. What are you bitching about? <laughs> oh man, have you ever had a Scooby snack? Oh like, yeah, that was hot, yeah. like a hot, like a hot ash going yep. in your throat. Dude, probably, I literally probably at least a dozen the, times. That happened to me, I think, twice. And the first time, I don't know. How, I was so high that I really don't know how long it was. But for like what felt like an hour. I thought I was dying, and I didn't tell anybody. Oh, shit. I was like, something is horrible. I was fried. And this was like early smoking days. And I was like, I knew I inhaled some hot ash. I was like, something is horribly wrong with my throat right now. Like, I've never felt anything like this. But then I kept telling myself, like, no, you're just really high. And it was like, I fucked my throat up on that one. That was crazy, dude. And I, yeah. The age old question is like, was it that bad? Or was it that good? Or was I just high? Was I just high? Yeah. Am I overthinking this whole thing? That's just always the question. Sometimes you gotta wonder. <laughs> yeah. A favorite smoke spot. Uh oh man, there were some good ones, dude. There's this uh bridge that, uh over at Watts Bar Lake. It's the catwalk and it's like this interstate bridge mm-hmm. or highway bridge, I guess. There's an interstate one and a highway one right next to each other. I think the catwalk's under the interstate one goes all the way across the lake and there's a catwalk all the way across people there was graffiti across the whole thing it's like yep. a you know metal catwalk and people kids would get arrested all there all the time people would have <laughs> sex down there there's graffiti everywhere and that was fun but like the first time uh like this chick that me and my buddy knew like showed us that place one time and we were like oh this is cool and it was like yeah you we, we wouldn't want to make it a regular thing going there because like eventually like the, <laughs> the cops know about it there's graffiti yeah. over the whole damn place but like, that was pretty cool. Like uh, smoking there once or twice, and we never really did again. Also, because there was one like the second or third time we were there, because we went there like maybe over the course of two years, like two or three times. It's like the last time we were there, there was spiders, huge spider webs. It's like it's, as soon as you start doing the catwalk, as far as you could see down the whole catwalk. Damn. Like the like big spider webs and we're like fuck this i don't <laughs> so. fuck around with the spider webs i hate spider yeah. web more than i hate spiders to be honest with you they're both pretty bad 
Because the problem is that with the spider web, you usually got both. Right. I think that's the main reason. Plus, it just is Yeah, and you don't know where it is. The feeling is the worst, man. When you walk into it, when you're hiking. No. Four-wheelers, You you didn't see it? Four-wheelers in the woods. Oh, my God. And those are the spiders that sit right in the middle of their motherfucking web. And so. Yeah. You get and that's hit. why you almost want like a fucking uh, helmet. That's more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Helmet's bigger than racket spiderweb protection. I try to like twirl a stick sometimes on the first go through of the woods. Because <laughs> I'm just. Oh, a yeah. Good old boy. But. Uh, yeah, no, you got to like start. Thr- sometimes like, you get if a you don't fucking have a... spider directly in the middle of your face, which is just the worst thing that <sighs> can happen. I've had that happen once. And I you don't have a walking stick. A you get like a, <laughs> start throwing pine cones at the spider web and knock it down before you get over there. Uh-huh. Like hiking, like there's just like Sasquatch level, like two plus two equals four level, like hiking tips is throw pine cones at the spider webs before <laughs> you get close. That's a good idea. Take them out at a distance. Ranged attack. <laughs> oh my God, dude. When I, the last house wife and I had, uh, there was this like at the garage door there was this these hornet's nests and there was one like we started getting them over the house before we like i sprayed them down but started knocking them down but i we had this gravel driveway leading into the parking lot and i was fried i might have even been on a little bit of mushrooms i don't know but like i was like <laughs> fuck this is a huge hornet's nest and i picked up a piece of gravel and i was like god i can't i must have been 20 yards away i don't know how like i was like the length of several of my cars damn and i just like pick up a piece of gravel just because I was pissed that this thing was there after I'd already sprayed on the back side of the house. Now there's a big one. I just chuck this thing. Chuck this little piece of gravel and clink. I got to watch it go through the air and then like clink. It knocks the whole hornet's nest off. Oh, beautiful. And I like, like immediately start running. I know, but I immediately start running because I was already standing right next to it. Because a couple of them stung me, but I had to like run back around the other side of the house and get in. Damn. As soon as I hit it, I knew what was coming. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute rage and fury right at your ass, yeah. dude. Yeah. That was crazy. Whew. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of our best spots. But uh, in Colombia, there's this thing called the MKT Trail, which is used to be the MKT Railroad. And then they did the trails, the rails to trails program and made a bunch of hiking trails. And that was one of them. So if you went down outside the dorm, crossed this highway, uh, then you were in the woods and you could walk a little ways down this trail. There was like a break in the woods and you could go down right by a creek, um, Flat Branch Creek. There was a nice little rock ledge that you could like sit out on. And there was like the tiniest little waterfall kind of thing. So you had the sound of running water. It was just like a nice, obvious, it's like the first one. You don't have to walk very far on the trail. It's like the obvious stoner squat spot, you know? So we were doing that just like shit probably people have done for generations. And Yeah, you um, always know when you find a couple empty beer cans or something down there, you're like, all right. Yep. This is the spot. Or like, it was weird. Even if you would be, sometimes you'd be walking down that trail and you'd see people like walking up and you'd just like do the reverse nod to them, but you'd never like... It was so magical because, like, you'd never come up on people when they were, like, down there, you know? It would only be your people. Oh, yeah. Closest I've ever yeah, come. Yeah, there's, like, like, an understanding. Yeah. And that might very well be it because once you get too stoned and you hear other people come and you're like, oh, yeah, time to beat feet, you know? But you don't really think about it as, like, 
getting out of the next guy's way so much as like fuck we don't want to look at people or something i don't know yeah oh others we must well leave. also you know you don't know who it is gonna you could be it could be anybody could right be park yeah. ranger. it could just be some joggers yeah. it could be the you know it could be the fuzz park ranger is always the yeah so yeah, we had a park we had park ranger incidents on mushrooms multiple times in like oh, certain yeah. tennessee national forest interesting i've never had to like fuck one of us like we were going like to, we were going somewhere in one of the one of the one of one of our friends was like we we were going down this hiking trail, but it was like we were going down to like the waterfront part to just sit and trip where like the sand and the rocks and everything are. Hmm. Like you know, a half mile in and like this park ranger came up to us and we all thought like, Oh, he knows we're tripping and he like gets in this one of the girls' face, not mean, but just gets close and he's like, You really can't do this trail with those sandals on. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna need hiking shoes. And like we were all tripping so hard and so was she that we were like something's like they they're on <laughs> like what's happening? He Why is he weird. singling her out? He knows he tell, could she, like yeah, and then it was just like it turned out after we it was just all about like you can't do this trail with sandals, you're not gonna make it, you're gonna die. <laughs> Everything just seems so much more <laughs> intense. Right. Uh but the best feeling ever is like at a music festival. Speaking of like hidden like you give everybody the up backwards nod. Oh yeah. Everybody's sure. kind of like known like that music festivals. A lot of them are some of them are still like that, but they've. <laughs> well, I, let me put it this way: last time I worked security at Bonnaroo, we had a whole section, uh, like thirty minutes of the class on how to deal with DEA agents, and that we don't let cops or anyone in to the like backstage areas without a pass unless they're DEA and all this. So like, but music festivals used to be that like hidden kind of like knowledge where it was like every, every it's like everybody knows that's going on. Right. Nobody says anything. And now it's like it, the, the word got out. Yeah. It's kind of an open secret. Right. Not even. Yeah. It's not even. It's like an, an open, 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 open fact. <laughs> yeah. Not, it's like <laughs> it's not even a secret. Uh, a bug, not a feature. Feature, not a bug. Right. One of the selling points. I turned 21 at Bonnaroo. The only festival I've ever been to is just that one, Bonnaroo. What year? Oh, it must have been before I ever went. Uh, 2011. You're older than me. Bonnaroo 10. Yeah, I didn't go till 13 was my first year. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it was it was incredible. I tripped my was that the, fucking was that, face well, off. Who was there? Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Um, Kings no. of Leon. Was that that year? No, let me think. It was Eminem. Um, oh, Jesus. I just listed this like 10 or 11 off literally the other day when I was slightly less high. Um, Neil Young was there, Man Man, uh, Pretty yeah. Lights, Big Boy, um, My Morning Jacket. Ah, oh, dude, did you see they that show? Really good, yeah, I saw them. They're so good. I've seen them a couple of times. They're one of my favorites. Mumford and Sons. We kind of made fun of them from afar, <laughs> even though they're all right. But it was just we thought we were. They better. became a meme pretty quick. We it's thought like... we were better than everyone back then too. So yeah, uh, a lot of stuff though that like. Oh, Ratatat. I don't know if you know Ratatat. They yeah, played. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, it's I a... What, do you have any crazy Bonnaroo stories? Cause that's... Uh, yeah, you know, I tripped my face off, and I kind of experienced all these different sets sequentially a bunch of times, because it was weird. <laughs> um, we came up at Man Man, and then I think we saw, through the course of the night... Neil Young, then Eminem, then B- Big Boy, then Ratatat. I love how every night at Bonner is like that, where it's just just the craziest and you're back-to-back just back different shows. flowing through the crowd like that. But, dude, like, yeah. I was at Neil Young, and then at Eminem, and then back at Neil Young. Like, you know, it was like a Pulp Fiction movie where they chopped the fucking 
scenes up and put them in a different yeah. order. Like the way you I were ex- just bouncing back and forth. The way I experienced them was not linear. Oh, so you mean you weren't walking back and forth? You were experiencing them back and forth. I mean, like yeah, like uh. <laughs> like you can like those those shows went in that order, right? So you can't be at the Neil Young show and then at the Eminem show and then at Big Boy and then back at Neil Young. But were you like, tripping too, Lori? She wasn't with me. No, that, that was before, before I met that. her. Yeah. yeah. I guess, that, yeah, I guess that my time, what did you say, 2011? Yeah, that's a while ago. It was the year we met, but we hadn't met yet. It was the summer before she went to college. Yeah, before I moved west. And, uh, yeah, dude, that was wild. At Eminem, I was sure that someone was going to kill me. And I also, uh, <laughs> was, I also, like, had an epiphany that, like, he was having people killed backstage because there were, like, gunshots choreographed into his set, right? So, like, a lot of his songs would, like, end in gunshots and, and, like, bright lights flashing from the stage. And I'm like, dude, they're just timing that just to fucking shoot people in the back in trunks. And, like, that's just also part of the show. You know, I was like, he's got this all worked in to where he can, like, kill people at his shows. No problem. It was, like, fucking with me. And, dude, by the way. I mean, Eminem is a pretty violent lyricist. Yes. And, like, the people who are, like, went to the show to see Eminem, you know, like, I don't know, dude. There's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of, like, emotion weird vibe. like emotional trauma there it, yeah. it is a weird vibe that's a good way to say it. it's a weird yeah. vibe but i also heavily kind of identify that way about man, like, like eminem and, yeah you know that that's something when we were talking about like uh i mean that first, was what like bands you got into yeah you smoked like i was a metal head and only metal until i smoked weed interesting and, and now i don't even listen to metal like and it's not like even when i don't smoke i like i mean i like I'll I'll listen to it once like I like my system of a down or tool or something once in a while. Sure. But like I just didn't my my music taste was just like there was no appreciation for anything but classic rock and metal until I smoked weed. I was pretty much and even a lot of classic rock. rock I didn't appreciate until I smoked weed. Like most of it I didn't. I worked on a construction crew so it was just like always classic rock all the time. Right. So I ended up knowing a lot of shit just by listening to it all day every day. Oh man. Well, how's my chart look so far, Doc? My chart, man. I don't know. It says here that uh, you talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. But other than that, you know, you're doing great. It's been great. I think it's uh, getting to be about the time. But Word. we want to thank you so much for hanging out and uh, having some bowls with your buds here at Bowl After Bowl. Um, Got to know a little bit more about you, and have to do it again sometime soon. Heck yeah. We seem to be experimenting some technological differences. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. <laughs> it's gotta oh, be that I've weed. I've learned my man. lesson. I'm never, ever, ever gonna smoke weed again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, never again. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I, I always love talking to both you guys. You're you're good people. And uh, just just thanks for everything. Thanks for getting high with me. I love you, man. <laughs> May your bowls burn ever brighter. Thanks for joining. We'll see you on Tuesday at 9 Central for the next Bowl After Bowl. Keep those uh, bowls burning brighter, people.
you'd love it. Yeah. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl. Bowl.